Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. But do you think that's going to, if you think it's going to come down in the middle, we might as well just use your phone right now then, don't you think? Ote dote. small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings, skirting fields and meadows, and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. Up until Sunday night, he hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts. Hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and BlogTalkRadio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and periscope.tv. To contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York, engineered by John Winter. We are Rochester, New York's only paranormal talk radio show. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody. Hola, 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 hola. So if we thought I had a 900 number voice yesterday, (laughs) let me tell you, boys. And girls, oh. it's definitely there today. 
I'm going to tell you guys, we are exhausted. We are so I mean, tired. even though All like, of us. Cindy's had a lot of sleep, she's still exhausted. I, it's very draining. It's very draining for um, me. And John has gotten a, probably a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I got. No, I think I got about four and a half, four and a half hours or five hours. So you went back and took a nap. I took after. another nap too, so probably six, seven altogether. Listen, you guys want to know what I did? So I got home at three forty in the morning. Thank you, Robert, for yes. being my co-pilot for the last uh, fifteen, twenty minutes or so. Because yeah. uh, we lost the uh, lost. I you. lost. I lost contact uh, with everybody um, as I was driving home. Thankfully, Robert. Yeah. Uh, called me video. And and it was funny because prior to that, I said, I said on there, I keep, said, somebody keep Cindy, keep Cindy somebody's got to keep Cindy awake. Oh, awake. Keep Cindy awake. And I'm like, they're not keeping me awake. <laughs> I was so scared because I'm like, you guys, are you there? You guys, are you there? I was so scared because I fall asleep easily. And when I say I fall asleep easily, I could come to anybody's house. I can go to a hotel. Ted is a witness to this now. He may have thought I was kidding. But it she is, lays down in like I two minutes. She's lay down, gone. and if I put my phone up, I literally roll over and I fall asleep, yeah. and that's it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much. And I can literally fall asleep while I'm driving. That is a no <laughs> joke kind of thing, and it's scary. It's scary. Right. right. All um. Right. So yes, I thank you for everybody that was on while we were playing playing, playing games, games and and, and to keep us awake and, and keep me awake from the time. My left head till I was till till I lost you guys. And she then left Robert. me. <laughs> the bitch left. I appreciate you guys. I mean, it was All amazing. Right. So I want, just want to make a couple announcements to make sure we wrap up from um, Gettysburg for the weekend. All right, guys. Um, Battlefield Harley Davidson was there, and we didn't get to their advertisement, um, but they were there. They had a awesome. lot of T-shirts. They they actually uh, created the shirts for the Wounded Warriors and everything for that day. Thank you so much, Harley Davison. That was awesome. Um, also, the Gettysburg, we do have a copy of the Gettysburg thing so that we could do some, um, what do you want to call it, like at the end, like say some extra uh, special thank yous and stuff. And uh, the Wyndham Hotel, I want to say thank you so much for having they us there. They are and awesome. I love that, you guys. We could, have done, we could have done without the lamp. Um <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> no, I like the lamp, to be honest. The lamp was, like, part of the fun. Yes, it was. Are you talking about the anal bead lamp? The yes, anal, the anal bead, bead lamp. lamp. Yes. Yes, yes. All I had to do is say, so, Dad, <laughs> what do you think of this lamp? Right. And right. he had two words, anal beads. And I'm like, anal yes! Beads. Yes, oh, I figured he was not on the trowel. What's that? I figured he had two words, drop, drop. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Well, we just shared. We passed it between ourselves. It was fine. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. That is a joke. Sorry, Wyndham. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, we um, did not. So it the world's largest ghost on flyers are out. We have them here. We actually gave them out at the uh, Gettysburg Battlefield Bash. Um, pe- very, a lot of people are actually interested in it, so it's going to be great. Uh, real quick, I just want to say it's the third annual world's largest ghost hunt. It's Saturday, September 29th. Awesome. 10 p.m. Eastern time zone, so that's when it starts. What's, what's very interesting about this and why you guys need to tune in is it's six continents around the world, 150 international locations, national and international locations. Thousands will be simultaneously ghost hunting around the world, so meaning they're all going to start at the gunshot at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and then we're all going to go together. All pre- proceeds, if that location um, has guests, 
coming. There's like a donation for you to join it to actually be on location with it, and that money all, all goes to historic preservation across the globe, which mm-hmm. is amazing. It is. Uh, you can sign up to be involved at thelargestghosthunt.com. Again, largestghosthunt.com, so make sure you check that out. I had some people that were saying if they could still participate. Um, that they would have to get a hold of them there. There is an e- email for it. It's called info, I-N-F-O, at nationalghosthuntingday.com. So you can, if you're still in, you know, you want to be involved, you can do that. And uh, we want to stay on the bottom here um, for the... We want to stay on the bottom. Is stay on the bottom. I, I just want to get. I just some of the sponsors. I and the found the founder, which is the or it says found, founded by the uh, Haunted Journeys mm-hmm. organization. Cool. Shindig is a part of it this year, and that way nice. each location will be video cast to different or simultaneously to other um, whatever you want to call it, other outlets. Yeah. So it's going from there. Um, if you look really close down on the bottom, it says. Paratalk Radio. Radio. So, and then uh, Cyber Spider hey. Inc. So there's a few of them on there. So we will try to mention that again at the end. But thank you so much for, for, for being involved with the weekend. Batman, uh, Rick Savage, WWE wrestler, wrestler Rick Savage. Yep. Um, the, the we guys. had the good. The good. We had Bull. Bull, yeah. Um, Hightower. Hightower. That, that yeah. was his name, Bull Hightower. Um, there was a few of those. Uh, Krista Cesare, Daniel Class. I want to say hi Scott to people. Scott Porter, too Stephanie. Uh, go ahead. You might as well do it now because we have yeah. a few minutes to get back into the other stuff. And uh, uh, okay, my shadow. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Cody. Good. I'm glad to see you made it. Thank you so much. Um, Terry Thomas. Slow down. Trying to read lips. Computer sound went out. LOL. Oh no. Is it still out? Can you guys hear us? Hello. Can we do yes. that instead? Do you understand that? <laughs> we love you guys. Yes, we do. Hey, Cal. Hey, Robert. Hi, going to take mom to the doctors again. Have laptop that I will use there. Awesome. We'll see you there, my friend. Judy, hello. Hello. <laughs> I so- thought all it was a rum by fruit thing. <laughs> I went, that is exactly what I was thinking when I heard a loo. Yeah, that's from Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. So, okay, we have, um, hope you guys had enough sleep, Robert said. Uh, Brad, go for it. Uh, welcome back. Thank you so much. Eric, hey, Cindy and Ted. Y'all look tired. Y'all. Y'all, we are tired. Yo, we yes. are tired. Yes. But we do this for you guys. It doesn't matter how tired we get. This is for y'all. Hey, Marie. I got a text from one of you guys. I will hey, text later. That's Maria. Wow, uh, that's crazy. How about Cat Hobson? Do I don't know what. Wait. Cat, oh, we, actually, I have something for Cat. I don't know if she's on there yet, but I do have some stuff for Cat. And Good. I got a couple other things to say well, as well. Well, um, I, I, I heard no worries. And then I have. Wow, that's crazy. I wish I could do that from Eric. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. It means no worry for the, the rest of your days. It's, it's all problem-free. Philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Cody will understand that. My Pokemon friends will get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got a second. Edna. Oh, yep, Edna. hang on. Oh. Edna J. Onyx. 
Heidi Harrington, hi. Jeff Krebs, hi. Kathy Hugland, hello. She's having a pig roast. I I don't have Jennifer the information Rose. though, but she has a pig roast. I would like to talk to her Ooh, about when I get time. Roast. I'll talk to you tonight, Kathy, Yum. about the pig roast. Yum. Jennifer Rose, hey there, everyone. I love it when Jennifer Rose makes it. Yes, we I like that. Uh, Robert Taylor just got out of work, about to go fishing soon. All right, fishing in Robert. the dark, brother. Fishing in the isn't that part of a song? Nitty gritty dirt band. Fishing in the dark. Yes, nitty yes. gritty dirt band. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my nephew's wife <laughs> had twin boys yesterday. Woohoo! All right, Marie, congratulations. Hello from Longbottom, Ohio, Patty Reeves Hensley. Hey. Hey, Patty. Hey, Walt. Okay, guys. So, and you guys, please say hello. Please share the feed. Like it if you go like over. Like it, love no, so, it. I wanted to you say want that, some more of it. That's right. So you, some of you guys, <laughs> you know, when we were down there, some of you, you know, went and liked right. the page. But I kind of forgot to say that when you like the page, you also have to hit the follow, and then that way it kind of <laughs> makes you a little more aware of what, what's going on. Yeah, I think the follow does. actually sends them the the ding ding the ding, ding ding. Yeah, so. Follow us. I want to tell you something cool that happened to us down there. Um, I mean, there besides was a lot the of funny stuff, stuff that, but there was a lot of fun um, stuff happened to us. Haunted down there. Fort Mifflin. Um, they actually donated this gift for us to bring home from Gettysburg ah! to give to one it. of our fans. You're not getting it. To win. I get it. <laughs> um, it it's a ghostly. It says ghostly gift package. Visit Haunted Fort Mifflin during our October programs while the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest. No. This includes, now catch this, one Fort Mifflin cub, cup, one Fort Mifflin maggot, maggot. maggot. <laughs> oh, no, maggot. there are no maggots. There are no maggots, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not giving you a dead body Please. in here with Take a two. maggot or anything. Yeah. No, Take none two. of that. One Fort Mifflin mug, one yeah. Fort Mifflin magnet, <laughs> one Fort go. Mifflin label pin, two <laughs> Fort Mifflin flags, hey, Hugo. four tickets. To the Candlelight Ghost Tours, which is cool what? as hell, mm-hmm. and four tickets to a Mud Island Halloween. I want this! The value, get this, $200. Okay, bitches, you better get some going. $200 value. So y'all are going to win this tonight. And we wow. actually have... Um, That's amazing. Now, isn't from... Oh, this is, you're going to love this. Okay. Haunts Johns. Yes! Courtney. Courtney Mrock. She's coming to the Rochester Winter Parafest Yay, with Skelly. Courtney! Yes, they're coming. Isn't that amazing? I'm so excited. I get to meet her in person. Yeah, so it's going to be great. Our Haunts Johns thing. Yep. Right so, here, like, yeah, thing. it's going to be awesome. So I'm pretty excited. Yep. She's, yes. she's also donated t shirts that you guys have yes, won and stuff like that and yep. books. So, Yes. I can't wait for her to come up. It's going oh to be God, amazing. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Hey, Heather. Now, while we were there, we also found out that Daniel Class from the Haunted Hinsdale House is coming to the Rochester Winter Parasite. Yay, Dan. Um, oh, my gosh. So are Dan the guys from so Paranormal Inc. from Pennsylvania. They're yes, coming. they are. So that's going to be awesome. And they're who I'm going to be with um, 29th of September right. back in Gettysburg. Now, we met one of the coolest guys from film, old film. Do you oh, yeah. guys remember the Dawn of the Dead, the movie Dawn The Dawn of the Dead? Of the, dead. the zombie that was killed by the helicopter. When what? What? Cody Gibson just said. Yeah. 
Yes, people, we're going to win yeah. this. We are. Listen. If you, you guys, don't win it, we're going to use it. If you don't win it, <laughs> if you don't call in tonight, let me tell you who's going to use this. Me and Ted <laughs> and John. We will go back. We to got our four spouse. tickets. So four yeah, tickets. hell yeah. So we'll go back and use them if you aren't going to participate by our rules. Exactly. Anyways, so <laughs> as I was saying, mm-hmm. Jim, I'm going to screw up his name. You know no. I am. Oh, Jim. Crut. 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 Jim Crut. Jim Crut. He played the zombie yeah, the in that movie from the original Dawn of the Dead, which is cool mm-hmm. as hell. And... We are trying to get him to come to the Rochester Winter Parafest. That's yeah. not all. But that's what I'll wait. But that's there's more. Not not you all. too for nine ninety five. Anyway, <laughs> we are also working on getting the WWE wrestlers to join us. Yeah. There's a few of them as well. Yeah. So we're going to be in talks with um, them yes, and their management to actually bring them aboard as well. So there's a lot of really cool things we're trying to get for Rochester's Winter Parafest, which is February 24th. So make sure you put that in your calendar. It's only $10 for the whole day. Perfect. That includes the lectures. That's amazeballs. Yep. Come out and Meet see and us. Greets, it meets everything. Listen, everybody, tell your friends. Come out. The Parafest is an important I thing. I need to be actually, now, I'll, have my, I'll have my Psychic Cindy team. Yeah, she'll too. be doing readings. The best part about it is the locations that we've been asked to, you know, try and get involved and I'm stuff like that. I'm giving a lecture and, this year. Yeah, so we're, so we're going to try and get so much more in there. Okay. You know, I know, and, I know. and we do need the best to. we can. But we are looking for sponsors and we're looking for supporters to this because we are so going to do that any. this year for a veteran's benefit. There's two on the table right now. Um, we're, we're not gonna... sure which one, but we have to sit down and, and figure out which one. Mm-hmm. But it is for a veteran's be- bleh, bleh, veterans benefit. That would be awesome. Okay. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. Hey, Sheila. Sheila. No, Pickrew, New York okay, from Syracuse see. is yeah. going to be there. Awesome. So I'll Sheila Oslander will be there. So if you're going to come, you won't always just be able to see her on the... the if you order in the next 36 seconds, we'll include... <laughs> a back rub from Cindy. I uh, know we won't. Okay. <laughs> no, you have to back rub Cindy. <laughs> right now, actually. Is that come, how that works? Yeah, come yeah, yeah. here right now. I'm a little sore. <laughs> and, and muscles are not in the right places, I feel. <laughs> oh. God, I could. Hey, Chris Sanders. You know, we went on a vacation, a little like mini vacation, to bring this all down there for them. Oh my and God, all we, stuff. we get so back home, fun. but it was like, I'm exhausted from it. It's like <laughs> now, and then now I got to go to work, and it's like, um, yeah, you know, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, I literally know, had much. to take some. I, I haven't. So I. So that's what I was saying. Is I I went to bed at literally 3:59 this morning. I woke up at like 10:30 to pee. And I went right back to bed. <laughs> and I was, I finally woke up at just right around almost, it was almost 2 p.m. Right. So I had almost 10 hours of sleep. Mm. Well, I was talking with, um, we were talking with Scott Porter from yeah. um, Ghost cool Asylum. Too. And he was also on Haunted Towns. And they have a new yeah. one called Haunted Live. And um, who, Stephanie? Or yep, Stephanie. Stephanie. Now, she was from... Um, Shepherdstown. No, no. Where no, was she from? Stephanie is from Kindred Spirits. Kindred She's Spirits. That right. Yep. I'm sorry, I made that mistake. She was the yes. 
she's a psychic for um, Amy Bruni. She was there. But anyways, talking mm-hmm. with Scott, um, he is making plans to come back on the show. We're trying to get the date now. Good. And what's funny is after we talked about that and we got home, I fell asleep this morning. I got up. I got one from Doogie from one of the guys from Hunt, from, from Ghost Asylum as well that said, okay. hey, I'm trying to look for a date. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get them awesome. both on at the same time. I think that would be awesome. Wait, the same time? Okay. Well, yeah, because they're from the same group, so we might as well do it at the same time. Oh, so it's a twosome. It's a, well, yeah. it's a foursome. It's a foursome. Well, maybe a fivesome if we had John. If we had John. You <laughs> so, you guys, we have to tell you that now I am going to try within this next week to put together all the photos. And I have to tell you, on our way out, we stopped to take photos. Now, it rained pretty much all weekend for us. But we yeah, still went out in the rain, got soaked. Took photos um, at the battlefield so that we could share them with you guys. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to actually make like a little video that will be posted on YouTube and on the. Yeah, but it's not going to be just the photos, it's also going to be clips from all the interviews as well. Oh, that's awesome. So that we can have all that as like a remembrance thing for everybody to have. That's so awesome. that'll be on YouTube, and you guys will be able to click and save, and and you guys will have it. You know. Ha- so. so we went to, we left, we left after the hotel. We went to. Right. We finally got to go to a battlefield. We had not been able to go to a battlefield the whole weekend. Right. Literally right. from Thursday to Sunday, we did get a little ghost hunt in on Saturday night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was residential. Yep. Um, but then we actually we did not want to leave Gettysburg. Mm-mm. Without getting to no, see and, the and we and we fought between not like fought, but we 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 had our own inner battles about it because we were so exhausted. We, so we really wanted to get and home. I mean, it's a five-hour drive for me to drop Ted off, and then I'm an hour more right further for, for right. Ted, so, so because I live out in the boonies, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. And um, yeah, you do. But it was it was next still... time. I'm just gonna we're gonna take 81 coming home. And you're gonna freaking stay at my house, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll just stay here till Monday. <laughs> oh, thanks. And no, but seriously, you know. Oh, but then your truck is down. I just have to take oh, no, me no, no, home. No, no, no. Well, you would just come out here then, because then you can help load up, and then we'll just drop your vehicle off there. We'll finger it out. <laughs> that was terrible. That was I know. Terrible. But you know what's amazing? There were so many people that said to us that never had seen Paratalk Radio before that said, "Oh my God, you guys are awesome!" And we had a good time. They they loved the way we had our Kevin show the runs. bartender right oh next to God, us. Oh my God, Kevin was dying so hard. Yeah. He was dying. So when he was there on Saturday night, we couldn't really, it was difficult with the show. Oh, did you get his number and stuff? No, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned a couple of these too. So Absolutely. Um, we met the most fantastic woman. Her name was Kat uh, Hobson. She runs a radio network down there. Yeah. It's called Paranormal Experience Radio Digital Broadcasting for WIPHMDB. Mm-hmm. It's a high strangeness um, crypt cryptides and ghosts and UFOs. And um, we really, really, really enjoyed the conversation with her. And it, unfortunately, it was the day we were leaving. And so we do want to put a shout out there. Hello, Kate, or Cat, I mean, Cat Hobson. And um, it was great to meet you. It was awesome. Thanks for the hug. And um, we're, gonna, we're going to find a way to connect all of us together so that we can yeah. be like a brother-sister station and all that. I think it would be awesome. That would be awesome. And so it's now, Stephanie Burke that you were talking about. Right. Now, 
What's really cool is I that want to mention, I want to mention these guys too. Okay, on TV they had that show, um, the tattoo show. Now I can't think of what it is. Oh, There's so many tattoo shows, but I can't remember. Um, Ink Masters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ink Masters. And it was really, really popular. Well, we got to meet Tony Deville. Oh yeah, the, the Tony guy is from, cool. Oh my ass. God, he is awesome. Cool as hell. And um, nice he, guy. he actually is represented by one of the ladies that we were talking about yeah. um, to represent um, Paratalk Radio and some things as well, well as us individually, which is really cool. Oh, that was cute. Hugo said you guys are on and off the air. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Hugo, you, you guys were awesome. We loved you guys. I mean, yeah. they, they were the ones we met at the, the residential. Yes, 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 yes. So they were awesome. And um, I can't wait to... Well, no, we saw him. He, he oh, was they, they were at the, 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 yeah, the event he, he too. Was part but, of yeah. The staff. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would love to just let's stay connected because now I feel like we have yeah. a Gettysburg family. You know yes, what I mean? Do. And it was really cool. I just got goosebumps when you said See, that. And it's just the so many. Been spoken. Yeah, so so many people from there were just yeah, awesome I, and amazing. Listen, and the, the and, energy there was awesome. Yeah, and the paranormal unity. Yes. That was there. Now some people Para-unity. say, oh, there, there is no, there is no para unity. No, well, maybe there is. isn't a quote unquote para unity, but when these people get together. And, cause, and drop especially. all of their bullshniz. Bullshniz. If they have any, because I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying that if they did, right. they dropped it. I mean, to come together for the Wounded Warriors program of Pennsylvania, it was amazing. It was. It, it was, was just, amazing. It was just amazing. Balls. Yeah, it was just. It was. It was, it was freaking awesome. Uh, Eric Julian says, "I'm gonna cry." Yeah, it was just. It amazing. was amazing, Eric. Was. I mean, listen, they had so, so many. So many people that volunteered just oh, to just help to, out just with to help this event. Out. Eric was one. Hugo was one. There, yeah. Hugo's girl. Yeah. Um, there were so many people that were the, just there as staff and supporters to help just to, us to what it, as didn't vendors matter what it was. to help to help everybody that came through there. I know there's a lot you of people when we were packing great up. Great job! That, I want you to pat yourselves on the back, yeah. and I freaking mean it because you guys, without you. There was no event for yeah. real. What I want you guys, you guys to do is I want you to fill up the tub with some nice lukewarm water, maybe a little Epsom warmer, a little bit of Epsom salt, good, and something good, that smells yes. really good. Well, we got, so we got Get some. in there, sit down in the tub, relax, because you guys worked your asses off. It was awesome. I, and that doesn't even go cover the bands that played for free. Right. The people that came in for the events. I mean, there were that bands that came free. in from New the Jersey. The food trucks. Oh, my God. The, the food, food was amazing. The ice cream. Mm. That's where I got that's my. That's where we were the most, most of the time. time. Most of the time. I'm and I were at the ice cream. Yeah. So it <laughs> Let's was, be it was real. awesome. I love yeah, ice cream. Anna, um, you were awesome. Anna, she was yeah. there. Anna, the psychic Anna, she was there. We've, she's been at uh, the Winter Prayer Fest before. She was fantastic. It's always lovely to see, lovely to see people like that. And um, yeah, so why don't you now, as we're talking about relaxing yeah. in the tub? Yeah, so as we're talking about relaxing in the tub, this is the product I want you guys to use right here. So find them. What have you had, have to do? Had this woman at his winter para fest yep. in January where I was. So I literally went and I loved her product. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is amazing. Reiki infused. Crystal gem infused. Yep. She literally reikis every bottle of her stuff. It's cool. If it's not her, it's those that are with her that are also reiki. They right. do it per bottle, not per batch. 
Right. Her name is Stacy Martin, and the product is called Urban's Edge. I want you guys to go and get some of this stuff. I'm telling you guys, it's it amazing. Is amazing. I literally used some of the um, falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use it again for my shoulder and neck because it was amazing, I have to tell you. But I literally knew whose booth it was. I came around the corner, and I just happened to see these little chakra soaps, and I thought it was so funny. I'm like, look how cute these are. I'm like, oh. I'm like, look, the rainbow. And the guy that was sitting behind it, he's like, he's like, oh, well, they're the chakras and I'm like I know it's okay and I'm like well I can do this I can touch all these chakras because it would be weird if I went up to somebody and like hey let me feel (laughs) you up touching your chakras (laughs) 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 that would be a little weird I'm just saying so as we were talking I I I could feel the the um the product and I'm like wait a second I know this stuff wait did she come to Rochester and he's like I don't know and he just didn't know Right. And I was interrupting him every time he tried saying something. And I'm like, no, no, I really do know her. I'm telling you. Or is her husband like, or boyfriend or whatever? I'm like, were they up in Rochester? He's like, I don't know. Right, he didn't, right. He didn't get it. And it, I literally knew who it was because of the product. And it wasn't because I recognized the product by the by the product. Mm-hmm. Because the labeling and packaging had it all changed. It was all changed. changed. Yeah. yeah. It was all different. So it's not like I just looked at it and go, oh, yeah, I know her. No, no, it's not because I recognize the product because of the labeling and packaging. No, it's because of the energy that is emitted from this right, stuff. It right. is such a high-frequency energy, um, amazing stuff, literally healing in a bottle. Like, I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. And they call it mini healing in a bottle. So that was that's the funny cool. that, part. That I, just, I, yep. I, I said that. I'm like, oh, guys, yep. it's healing in a bottle. And she's like, that's literally what we say. So that's cool. So you guys check this out. Um Go to www.urbanpostco.com. U-R-B-A-N-P-O-S-T-C-O.com. Cindy will put it in on the... I will, because she's amazing. Her 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 product is amazing. You guys need to do it. You yeah. need to try it. I'm telling you, it's the best energy-based essential oils and holistic wellness studio products. I swear to you. I think it's just so cool that they take like a basic thing and they just add their love to it. And it's, yes, just, it's it is, just amazing. It is her love. Yes. Literally. So you guys, she has bath bombs. She has the roll on stuff for the, uh, the falling apart. So it's yeah. Uh, so like if you got muscle, muscle problems stuff. and yeah. Oh, it's also anti-inflammatory. So those places that are not right. necessarily muscular, but you have, you know, inflammation. Try it there. Hey, Anita. Um, hey, Christina. Definitely, definitely check her out. Stacey's yeah. awesome. She rocks. Her husband rocks. And Joe Hawk, who is one of their friends, he yep. has one of them named after him. It's called Hawk. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Uh, Hawk sprayed me with some of his own kind for protection <laughs> before we went to the battlefield. Thank you so much, Joe, yep. for sharing. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Now, yeah, lots of different products, so check them out. Yeah, now we have we have Nick on the phone. He's patiently waiting. So we're gonna. Yeah. Did you want to say anything else? Because I, I really do want to mention the Bel Air House. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she. You Kristen. guys had Chris. You guys had Kristen the most amazing awesome. conversation, and she's we just. We really did. Everybody kept saying, "Oh my God, look at those two! They're so funny together, and the energy was yeah. just amazing." Kristen rocks. Hey, buddy, how are, <laughs> how are you? you? 
haven't seen you guys. Anybody else back there we didn't see? Tony's, no, Tony's back, back there, there. There you go. Hey, Tony. Tony the Tiger. He's waving. Oh, nice. <laughs> Great. I didn't know you guys were back there. Sorry, I would have said hi. <laughs> oh, don't tell. Oh, don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell? Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought that policy was overturned now. Yeah. <laughs> So there's another woman, uh, uh -oh. aromatherapy by Taylor. It ended. It did go. Yep. Son so, of a sea cookie. Yeah, so you're going to have to put your phone up there. So, guys, hang on. We're going to switch out the... We just ended up with a situation video. <laughs> did you really? So it's funny, and she just came up. Yeah, So give so me a funny. second. So Facebook Live, just hold on one second. Yes, that's us. That's, that's. Facebook. Wait, we should have John in here telling, putting a commercial on or something. Uh, yeah, right. I can talk. I was I was gonna talk. I was trying to talk, John. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yes, we are still here. We're still on Periscope. Hi, Periscope. <laughs> so funny. Nick, who? Oh, Nick. Sorry about that, Nick. Yes, we're still here. Nobody's. Hey, Sandy. Um, what group is here now? Oh, this no, that was from the other one, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, we are just having a little bit of technical difficulty. We are just going to get the, it back up on Facebook ASAP. I'm trying to get John in here really quickly. And then we'll go from there. But I'm going to keep talking because I rock, too. <laughs> um Sorry, I'm just, I, I'm texting John. There we go. For a chimney. <laughs> that was funny. That was super funny. It says, can you come in? What? <laughs> oh, well. I think, did we come in now? Oh, look, it says, I guess we did because it came up. Yay! Sorry, guys. We're coming back on for you. Yes, the yes, yes. It does look... It is black and white. How are we black and white on that? Hey, Christine. Oh, no, no. That's something else. Sorry. It is how... Why are we? You got to fix that, I think. It's on your phone. All right, how about if you, do you want to, we're going to go for a commercial break really quick, you guys, and we'll be right back. We'll Thank you. Sorry. Digital Ink Art is a local company that specializes in screen printing, heat transfers, logos, vehicle graphics, and stickers. They are located in Albion, New York, between Rochester and Buffalo, and they make it really easy for anyone to get their brand printed. The website, digitalinkarts.com, is undergoing a new look, but you can still contact them on Facebook or by calling 585-200-2400. So don't forget, digitalinkarts.com. No. 
Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, A Simple Guide to Paranormal Investigation, written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, the work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. All right, Cindy's commercial is really long. <laughs> Hi, I'm Psychic Cindy, and since I was a young girl, I have been able to see, hear, feel, understand sometimes smell spirit guiding me to guide you. Through the years, I have helped many clients receive messages from spirit to aid in their growth of self-love, healing, and also to receive guidance towards steps for the future. Sometimes spirit doesn't always give you what you want, but they always give you what you need. Do you have an open mind to listen to the message? If the answer is yes, I would like to be there for you in your journey. I offer many services such as psychic medium reading, spiritual counseling, spiritual life coaching, regression, regression and more if you're ready to know how much healing and clarity you can see how much trust you can how much love you can feel or even how inspired you can become please set an appointment you don't have to be local to get a message from spirit you can facebook me at facebook.com backslash psychic cindy email me at the psychic cindy at gmail.com instagram the psychic cindy twitter at psychic cindy one Paratalk Radio is solely funded by donations, sponsors, and benefactors. If you would like to contribute to keep Paratalk Radio and Paratalk Radio on the road broadcasting, please visit our website at paratalkradio.com and click on the GoFundMe link. Thank you to the following contributors, Dave Batista, Trent Nielsen, Sheila Oslander, Rebecca Bruno, Chanel Fletcher, T.B. Keller, J.C. Fry, Steve Barry, Doug Olson, Noah Elmakinder, and Charlene and Matthew Kraft. And Terry Seabree, a.k.a. Seed. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. We appreciate it. But don't forget, wherever there is darkness, there's always light. Okay, so. This is hysterical. Technical bizarro things going on here. Yes. Hey, Veronica. So. Oh, my God. No. You. Okay, nice. This nice is awesome. filters. Nice, nice, nice. Someone may be hacking you. <laughs> uh, Heather said, spirits want Cindy to sing Soul Man. No, 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 they don't. <laughs> hey, Cindy had a Blues Brother hat and glasses on it. <laughs> she wearing a fedora? <laughs> That's why Robert White said Blues Brothers app or something. <laughs> There you go. See? This is awesome, you guys. Okay, I guess we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna get out of that and do something else. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> now Ted does. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's creepy. <laughs> the little echo on my voice. I thought you were gonna <laughs> that was so funny. I, 
<laughs> we will be right with you, Nick. I'm sorry. That didn't sound very nice. Like, I thought, like, he's probably like, are they making fun of me? No, I'm not. John's playing with the echo machine over here. <laughs> echo machine. <laughs> the echo machine. And not the ecto machine. <laughs> no, not today. Oh, my God. So, Tad and I were talking <laughs> yesterday. So, we're talking about ectogasm. Oh, boy. Yeah. That would have so been. A ghost makes you well. Yeah. <laughs> How do we clean the sheets with that? That would be good. Uh, I don't know. Is there a special era plus for that? <laughs> era plus right. plus? Right. Tide, Tide Pods. Tide Pods. Mm, <laughs> delicious. Uh, I think we got to fix them. Okay. Good, I think we're good to go. Is it the same one or is it a different no, one? No, you have to. It's a new feed, so they're going to have to get on the new feed. Okay, get on the new feed. Yeah. yeah. So you'll have to hop off there. So <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. That's hysterical. Yeah, there you are. I think this is the one we Godzilla says, hurry your shit up. Super loud. All right, so All right, let's unfortunately, guys, that are on one, Periscope, guys. I'm not going to be able to see what you're saying. So, um, Why not? Because I, I don't have a way to see it. So Hello? The phone's there. The Hello? tablet oh, died. Can, you want to use mine for it? There you go. See? Solutions you have Periscope on your phone? Huh? You have yeah, Periscope yeah. on the Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. All right. So, um... We've been waiting to talk to, to talk <laughs> to Nick, and we've had this yeah, just well. You know, Ben Gettysburg, we're tired, things happen. But this the tablet we had that we used for the the uh, live broadcasting for Facebook, it just wasn't charging as fast as it was right. So it just kind of died on us. Yep. So I apologize to Nick and uh, to all you guys. We're so sorry about that. So uh, on the phone though, we do have him here. I want to welcome Nick Redford to the show. Red, I can't Red Fern. To Good the friend. show. Hey guys. Hi, Nick. Are you in there? Hey, you you. Me? hey. Hey guys. How's it going? Yeah, we can hear you. Good. That was pretty yeah. cool. That so echo, sorry that, about uh, that. Echo. That was pretty good. That echo. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get that for when I'm doing lectures. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we yeah, apologize exactly like for what happened. It, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of questions for you because you've authored a lot of books, um, or should I say written a lot of books. You're you're actually very um, up-to-date on cryptos and, I want to say, monsters, stuff like that. I mean, you just got some amazing um, uh, stories. Uh, you know it? what I mean? It was what? I can't find it. I said you have some amazing stories. Oh, amazing stories. <clears throat> well, it's one of these things where, you know, I, when I was a kid, I sort of um, got interested in all this kind of stuff. Um, my uh, parents took me on a trip to Scotland when I was about six years uh, old for a vacation. We spent a day at Loch Ness, and um, my dad told me the story of the Loch Ness Monster and uh, sort of got my uh, imagination and fascination, and uh, I guess I never kind of looked back, really. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I, it's just with, we're here. If there is a delay 
from where you are to we are, so there's there's a delay of somewhere between three to five seconds, unfortunately. Oh, that's okay. So, I was just thinking it might be Lenny so Black. So <laughs> 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 well, actually, I wanted to talk. I wanted to, I wanted to bring that up because you have uh, a lot of different. Um, how do I want to say? Uh, uh, man, I'm just I'm stumped for words. Like, not really cryptids, because the men in black aren't cryptids. They're what people have seen. They're just weird. You know what I mean? It's I don't know what. To call. What is going on with my computer? Something weird is going on with my computer. I don't know if I can find. Oh, now your computer's being weird as well. Yeah. It is the men in black. <laughs> yeah, it the, is the, the men in black. It's the men in black. It probably <laughs> is. We'll blame it on me. Exactly. (laughs) If anybody can find the news, the the feed, just tell me. Oh, I just saw live pop up, so maybe that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Nick, we're having technical. Yeah, we did. That's all right. Don't worry. I've I've had worse. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Not a big deal. Well, I I kind of. Yeah, cool. Some of the stories that you've written, especially, I wanted to ask you about the Slender Man as well, because get your theory on that. Um, but you did the Men in, uh, the men in Black, and then there was, the, what is it, the Black Eyed Children. There we go. There you are. There I am. I just wanted to get your uh, your your thoughts and ideas on some of these things that people are seeing. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot of weird stuff out there, and um, to say the least, you know, and you know, things you just mentioned, like the black-eyed children and the slender man, are certainly you know things that have sort of um, become more, I guess, people are more aware of them in the last few years, you know, and uh, and certainly with the slender man, and um, I wrote a book actually on the slender man about six or seven months ago called the, the Slender Man Mysteries, and it was a study of the whole phenomenon of the slender man which which began out as um like an internet competition to see who could come up with the creepiest uh kind of bogeyman for the internet era and um a guy named eric nudson came up with the image and the name of the slender man and it really sort of took hold where you know people like started to write uh, fictional stories about the slender man and um blogs were set up chat rooms um, there was um, an online um, show, which you can still watch. It's called Marble Hornets, and it's got dozens and dozens of episodes. It's kind of like um, like a found footage-type movie, like Blair Witch, and um, and that's all based on the Slender Man as well. And so, in other words, it was like a big, it was like a big internet uh, fascination for literally hundreds of thousands of kids and teenagers. And then something weird happened where people claimed to have seen the Slender Man in the real world. You know, they'd wake up in the middle of the night and see him looming over the bed or sort of lurking in the woods. And so the, the theme of the book is that it revolves around what are known as thought forms, that being the idea that if enough people believe in something, whether it doesn't actually exist or not, but if enough people focus their subconscious on it, you can actually sort of bring to right. life a version of the the slender man 
um, out of the human imagination with, as I said, hundreds of thousands of people believing it. And this is, as I said, this is a concept of what's known as thought forms in paranormal research that you, you know, all these multiple people, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people focusing on the image of the Slender Man and then it suddenly strides out of the imagination and into the real world. So it's like, um, you know, creating a monster out of the subconscious almost. Yeah, and, you know, it, they're making this big old movie that's coming out here in like a month. We're gonna, they're, the release of Slender Man is coming out. And um, this I, is like a, 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 I want to... I need to talk about Slender Man because... What we've understood about Slender Man is that it actually was just a Minecraft thing. game. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even game. real. It was just so a how, part of what, a game. What is this that that is all about Slender Man? Where did it come yeah, from? Because I'm a that's little exactly confused what on happened. That. You're right. It did begin as like an internet um, creation, <clears throat> which became almost like um, like an internet meme, where you know it was here, there, and everywhere, and you had. I mean, literally, as I said, hundreds of thousands of kids, you know, following this and reading the stories online and creating their own Slenderman artwork and posting that online. And there are forums, chat rooms, Wikipedia pages, you name it, you know, um, Wikipasta, everything was covering it. And as I said, it got to this sudden peak where then you had this kind of sudden change about six months after where instead of people just talking about it as a bit of entertainment on the internet, people started to say they'd seen it, you know, and um, right. they were terrified. And uh, and when you speak to some of these people, or a lot of these people, as I have, they're clearly not, you know, in my view, they're not fantasists, they're not liars. They've actually seen it. And as I said, it comes back to this um, term, that the thought form idea, but if that hundreds of thousands of people are thinking of something, the human mind has the ability to sort of um, externalize it out of the mind to where it becomes self-aware and takes on its own existence. And the only reason why it exists in the real world is because millions of people believe in it. You know, it's like if, you, if enough people believe, it comes to life. Yeah, and it, it sort of goes along the lines that, you know, in some poltergeist activity, in, in cases where the person believes it so much that they're putting their energy out and it actually creates this entity. And that's pretty much the same premise behind the Slender Man, that it started out as just somebody's imagination, but because so many people th- claim they saw it and then created this energy and put it out there in the universe, so the universe, you know, made it come to life. You know, yeah, and it, exactly it, it's it sad yeah. because now you think, yeah, so now, now you think back, it's like, okay, so how many other cryptids and all these other monsters that people are talking about that they've seen, how much is this created out of mass hysteria? I mean, think about the way the witches were killed. It was all because of mass hysteria, and yeah. one person made it up, and it became a story, and then all of a sudden, it created its own life, and now people were killed over it. Right, but I remember um, there were kids and, and adult young people um, they were going out and pretending they were Slenderman right, right. and actually scaring people. So that's what I was wondering if that could be possible, if this has come this far for that reason as well. I mean, 
kids mm. and adult men <laughs> and women. I saw some girls doing it too that were over the age of 18 that were scaring people dressed as Slenderman. Yeah, and I think that that just comes to what I was saying is that sometimes when we create something or we want it to be created so bad, you go out and you do it and then it takes well, form. And these people are doing it just to be, in no uncertain terms, assholes, just to scare people. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah. no doubt that that's a part of it. There are people who just want to have some, you know, fun as they see it and um, and scare people. But, the, again, it, it comes around to the idea that if enough people are doing that and enough people start to begin to think, hang on, maybe this isn't just an Internet creation, could it actually be based on something mm-hmm. that really does exist? And then people are open their mind to the idea that maybe it's not just an Internet creation, that's when you have that kind of tip-over thing where people start to see it. And, you know, you made a good point when you said about how many other cryptids and strange creatures could fall into that category. Well, I mean, some people think that things like Bigfoot and lake monsters could be thought forms. You know, the idea that all of us, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter where you live in the world, but, you know, if you go into forests and woods... They kind of seem spooky, you know, particularly if it's like a dark night at a full moon and you see all the branches swaying. Everybody in any part of the planet, you know, will say that a forest looks like spooky and creepy. And then people think, well, what could be in the woods? So then, you know, they, they create in their mind images of monsters. So then could it be the case that these creatures then in the woods then start to appear? Not because people are hoaxing or fabricating or... At their imagination, but the collective belief creates them, and they start having their own independent existence. And maybe that's why we've never ever caught one single Bigfoot. You know, if you think about it, you know, the United States is a big country, lots of forests, but you would think after several centuries of reports that by now we should have at least one body of an eight-foot-tall ape in the United States, you know. We should have one by now, but we don't. And that makes me wonder or think that maybe we're dealing with something similar that is like a construct of the mind which then breaks free and has its own supernatural existence, but we don't catch it because it's not physical in the way we understand it, like an African gorilla. You know, it's something much weirder. Right. And but they, but that is something that has been spoken about as well is that the the belief that you can actually bring form into reality. Well, bring I, form to reality. I was going to say that because processes. if you if you know your history, if you know, especially if you're within a pagan culture, let's just say Wicca or being a witch in some case, the energy that we use in such let's just say um, rituals and stuff, we're creating a form of energy. We're, we're doing our true, rights. We're creating true. that. Yes. So if, if a coven of witches can create an energy and create something to happen or at least give the energy to kind of, you know, push it to happen, right. then why couldn't a mass amount of people across the United States, the world, believe in something so much that that energy can actually create that form? And we know through investigations and um, documents that, Poltergeists are created by, I mean, it's not like real proof, but it's stuff that's guessed on, you know, logical thought mm-hmm. uh, that poltergeists exist or 
created because of energy of a child that was, you know, had problem. I mean, right. mass yeah, hysteria right. Right. can right. create an energy that is put out there, and sometimes it creates another energy to cause problems. I mean, it really can. Well, they, they, magic is magic, and energy is energy, and when you mix the two, things can form, but, and, but, and that's the belief. So when you, I mean, I think it was a sci-fi writer that had that I can't, don't quote me who it was, but they had said, um, do you think this now exists because you've written about it? And he, he said, well, doesn't it? And that was that was something that I had read also, was that once something is written, you've created a reality. So now you have this as a tangible reality. So yeah, think, now we have all exactly, of these things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately what that does is just kind of pushes more towards it. Okay, well, now it exists because more people are saying, hey, well, if I you know think about it enough or pray about it enough or put enough energy into it, it'll, it'll be created. And the more people read a book and stuff like that, whether it started out as a drawing or somebody's idea, it can come to life because of so many people you know, thinking that it does exist. And it's scary if you think about that because then what else can we create? By a massive amount of people just putting their energy out in there as a belief. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen because of that. Well, that's true. And I mean, you know, the more people who get involved in things like the Slenderman phenomenon, in my view, the the stronger and stronger the thought form created version of the Slenderman becomes even more stronger. You know, it's kind of like thinking about it and talking about it actually gives it energy and, and a kind of um, a life force. Um, and that may be why sometimes, you know, you can look back in history about creatures that were seen four, five, six hundred years ago, which we don't see anymore, because the theory is when people stop thinking about them, then they start to fragment and they sort of evaporate into nothing because people aren't focusing on her anymore. I mean, you look, you go back five or six hundred years you know, when people believed in fairies and goblins and they swore they saw them, but they don't see them today because people don't believe in them, but they do believe in the Slender Man. So it's like stories of goblins and pixies and things like that have been replaced by the Slender Man and the Black Eyed Children. And probably 20 years from now, when the fad for the Slender Man's gone, something else will replace it and people will start to believe in it in by the hundreds of thousands, and then suddenly the power of the human mind will create it, and it will take on an independent force, um, which I think has probably you know, happened throughout history, you know, never mind just in the last couple of years or decades. Right. And there's just so many things. I mean, think about when children... You know, you're afraid of the dark, and they create these monsters because they're afraid of the dark. I mean, that's pretty much what we're saying is that when we're adults or even young adults, our minds could put out this energy. And <laughs> Sorry, we have fruit flies around us. Yeah, I don't know why we have them, but we have some little tiny flies, and your computer keeps screwing up. Literally, but, literally I can't get the mouse to work at all. Yeah. There's no gosh darn good reason for it. I don't know how. If you like mine, there's a button push it on and off. I can't find yours. That's what I was looking for when I was over there. But anyways, my, to, before I lose my thought on this is that like when you're children, so now you start growing up as being an adult and if you put life to something like that by thinking about it, you know what I mean? It, it, it causes like that energy. I mean, I don't want to beat this to death, but it, it's absolutely correct. 
the more you put energy into something, you're, you're trying to make change with it. And sometimes if you put enough, things like the Slender Man are coming to life. And the more you talk about it, the more you watch it, the more you uh, dream about it, all that stuff, you're putting energy into it. And it pretty much will become a reality. Mm. Well, that's actually that's a good point you make there because, I mean, if you look, you know, when we're all kids, again, you know, using this analogy of all around the world, you know, when you're sort of three, four, you go to bed and you're frightened about monsters under the bed or in the closet. You know, it doesn't matter what country you're in, but every little kid goes to bed and has that fear that there's a monster under the bed or the cupboard. Well, I think, you know, that's because when you're that age... Your, sort, your mind is sort of still full of wonder, you know, there's no cynicism or anything like that. And if you think there's a monster under the bed, you really think there's one under the bed or in the closet. And again, when you've got millions of little three, four-year-old kids all around the world, doesn't matter if it's the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, anywhere, you know, they've all got this fear of something under the bed when they go to bed at night. And so... Again, that collective subconscious could actually kind of prime a situation where little kids really do see monsters under the bed because, in an ironic way, yeah. they're actually creating them. You know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and that that was what I was trying to say was that you know things like that. I mean. Back when I was really young and I started doing – and I hate doing this, but it's the only way that I can make a point so that people can understand and, and we're not chasing our tail on this, is that back when I was younger, when I started learning how to um, – when I got into my religion and my science and my way of life and everything like that with my family being witches, it was all about um, energy. It was how you had to focus your energy, how you needed to um, – you know, plant yourself and, and gain more energy again and how, how it, it, it can be transferred and it can, um, if you tune yourself in right, it can actually, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm lost words. I'm so freaking tired. But you can pretty much just use it to get what you need or, or at least push it, you know, towards what you want and so so forth. So the interchange of energy and so on and so forth. As I'm saying, as a child, you learn that stuff. And as you're growing up, if you have, it's kind of like believing in Santa. If you believe in Santa when you're five years old, and then you keep that belief all the way straight up until you're an adult of 40 years old, and you believe it all the time, then Santa Claus becomes a reality for you. It always will be a reality for you. And that's how it is, what I think, with the Slender Man, is that the more we talk about it, the more life we get it. And so like with the movie that's coming out here, Oh, my mm-hmm. God, all that's going to do right. is create right. more energy. Yeah, right. it, it's just going to make it grow and make this thing become more. And then you're going to see, you know, news articles and TV programs and all this stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy was killed by the Slender Man. And, what, you know, and, and it happens. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the, the problems is that, you know, that it can spiral bigger and bigger and more and more. And and the thing, the important thing to note is a lot of people don't realise, you know, that they are focusing on it so much, and that they could be, you know, in part at least, um, <clears throat> you know, um, sort of helping, if that's the right term to use, the the entity, whether it's you know a lake monster or a bigfoot or a slenderman, you know, inadvertently we're kind of creating it. And of course, the big question is, well, how do you 
how do you stop thinking about it? You know, that's a difficult thing to do. It's easy for us to think of stuff. It's hard for us to not think about it. When some, somebody says, don't think about the Slender Man, well, the first thing you're going to do is think of the Slender Man because the image has been put in your mind. So, you know, it's very difficult to yeah. actually banish something from your mind, which, um, you know, when, when, you, when you're trying to because you're still focusing on it. So that, that's really difficult to do, you know. It is. Indeed. I was just trying but to I get think it you're right. across. You know, when the movie you know, comes yeah. out, I mean, it's going to sort of increase the controversy again. It's actually where I live, just outside Dallas. It's actually just started um, at the um, the local uh, uh, cinemas here. So, um, you know, it's already started here. Um, so I'm guessing it's pretty much here, there, and everywhere already now. Mm-hmm. So where are you located, actually? Tell everybody. I don't um, think we in Arlington, Texas, that, which is right? about about 20-minute drive to Dallas. Okay, yeah. Well, and I, like I think it, uh, I, I don't like remember the exact... Yeah, well, I, I, I actually I was in uh, El Paso, so... Oh, nice, nice. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. These... Uh, <laughs> they're like killing me. I feel like Godzilla, like waving at like uh, or King Kong at airplanes. These little freaking <laughs> bugs in here. Um. Now I want to kind of move. Oh wait, hang on. She, uh, Heather Palermo has a question. She said, "Does the Slenderman entity have powers, or is it actions based on hysteria?" I like that. That was a good one. Yeah, well, I mean, a number of the witnesses who claim to have seen, you know, this sort of thought form projected Slender Man out of the human mind. They said that um, the Slender Man has sort of almost like hypnotized and has the ability to sort of control their mind. Um, and one of the disturbing things is that a number of people have said that after they have seen or encountered the Slender Man, like, you know, they wake up in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. or something, see the Slender Man looming over them. They've said that when they've woken up like in the norm, normal time, like 7 or 8 a.m. or whatever, they just feel completely wiped out and exhausted. And this has given rise to the idea that the Slender Man and some of these other entities quite sort of literally drain us of our life force, that they are sort of like an energy. We've created them like a like a, a negative kind of energy. And, well, how does it survive? Well, it feeds on energy and um, and as bizarre as that might sound you know it kind of sounds like the whole psychic vampire thing but there are a lot of people have said they've encountered the slender man and they feel the next day and for like three or four days they're wiped out they can barely sort of make it from the bedroom to the living room you know because they they've got no energy it's like they've just been depleted so that's what my problem is it's been slender man all these years <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I, I I just honestly think that you know, and like I'm going to bring it back one more time. The more energy you put into something, can give right. it life. And, and that, I agree. And that is the same as it goes for everyday things that you do. You know, if you want something so badly, you have to put your energy into it to make it happen. I agree. You know, so that's Forgive where it comes from. Well, that's but why I don't want to waste too much time in the Slender Man. I know. Yeah, I was just going to quickly say that. I was just going to quickly say that, that you know everybody knows a person who 
you know, through the category of psychic vampire would be perfect for. You know, you meet someone now and again, how's things going? Oh, you're not going to believe what happened to me, and this happened and that happened. And after 20 minutes, it's like you're exhausted when you're around people like that, and they really do kind of deplete you of your energy because they're just totally negative. But things like the Slender Man, I think, are negative in a different way. They're negative in the sense that they can quite literally sort of... Um, you know, it's all. One witness described it as being like a um, like a diabetic crashing. That's how the woman said she felt. You know, she she started right. to shake yeah. around the slender man imagery, and felt weak and tired and exhausted. And you know, like I said, like a an, a diabetic person who maybe missed breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you know they're in that danger zone when they they've just got to eat anything, you know, to stop them plummeting. That's how she felt, just like that. And it's just, you know, I think, it, and this kind of brings me to some of the other things that are, you know, out there that people are talking about. Now, I'd like to go from the Slender Man to the Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about the Men in Black, other than the fact is that people think that they're, they kind of represent themselves as like the lollipop kids. No, like 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 well, CIA or FBI or right. the actual like the movie Men in Black. Right. They're all in black suits, the dark glasses or whatever. And I and it, it, am I correct on that? Well, partly you are. Yeah, I mean this this is a weird subject, and it's actually the subject of my new book. I've actually done five books, well, four books on the Men in Black, and one book on the lesser-known subject of what are called the women in black. And um, funnily enough, a lot of my old girlfriends were goths, but but that's a different type of woman in black. That's not the same one. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the, the new book I've got out, The Black Diary, um, is that the latest I've done on the men in black. Now, when you mention you know, the men in black to anybody, the first thing they're going to think of is, is Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. You know? And that's because uh, right. the movies, you know, they were so incredibly popular all around the world. I mean, you know, the the profits were gigantic. Um, and everybody, you didn't have to be interested in the paranormal within a few months of the or weeks of the movies coming out. You, you know, if you asked anybody off the street, who are the men in black? And they would say something like, oh, those are those guys who silence people who've seen UFOs. You know, that's how quickly it spread. Now, a lot of people don't realize that the the Men in Black phenomenon in terms of the movies, that was actually based on a comic book series of the same title, which was published in the 1990s. And the, the movie uh, makers decided to present the Men in Black in the movies, as they were presented in the comic books. That's to say they work for a secret government agency. But a lot of people don't realize that the phenomenon of the men in black actually goes back to the late 40s, and the term the term man in black and men in black were first used in the early 1950s in UFO books and journals. So that's how far it actually goes back. But if you speak to the, I would say, a good 95% of all the witnesses they when, who've encountered the men in black, they don't describe them as anything at, looking at, even remotely like from the FBI or the CIA. They describe them as being sort of very skinny and pale, and they have these large, 
elongated eyes that they hide behind these wraparound sunglasses. And again, they seem to have this ability when they're sort of threatening people to drain them of their energy. And and I've got to be honest with you, in as I said, in about 95, 96% of all the reports, they actually don't sound human. They can't, from the witness reports, they sound like something like a the walking dead meets a vampire, you know, sort of skinny, pale, walking in like a really weird, jerky way, and they, they stare in bulging eyes and um, and threaten people. You know, it's like they they look close enough to us that you could pass by them in the street late at night, but not, no. they're not they're yeah. not sort of um, close enough to where you wouldn't think, well, what's what's wrong with that person? You know, so um, the, the movie version which started in the 90s, is very different to what the people, the witnesses started to report in the late 40s, early 50s onwards, which, as I said, is more like far less X-Files and far more, you know, as I said, Dracula meets the walking dead kind of thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah, like, look, the skin is described as sort of like the color of a bottle of milk, and their skin kind of looks like plastic. You know, it doesn't even look like normal skin, you know. Um, imagine somebody sort of really overdone it with the Botox, you know. That's how they all look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that's super scary. Yeah. So one of the theories is that they're sort of, you know, could there be something paranormal or are they sort of alien-human hybrids, you know, that are trying to threaten and silence people and maybe they wear these fedora hats, which they pull down around the face, and then they put the wraparound sunglasses on. So they're not people aren't really able to make out too much of their face when you've got the hats on, pulled down, and the glasses wrapping around. So maybe that's done deliberately as a kind of camouflage, so people don't actually see them properly. You know. Yeah, I mean they're they're. Super- Creepy. Well, the only thing I could think of is like when he was, you know, with what, how people describe this. I mean, other than the Men in Black, the movie was kind of like, remember the movie The Matrix? I yeah. never. Oh, because that was kind of the same. The 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 bad guy yeah. in that is what it kind of reminded me of. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do remember that. Didn't they, they all look the same? I mean, it, it, were they following him and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. Is there something to do with doors and going in and out of doors and stuff like that? Was that yeah. part of Matrix? I saw a little Something part like that, of it. Yeah, yeah but it, that's what it reminded me of. But then, you know, in child's mind, or even an adult, depending on how their psyche is, I mean, they could... Well, let me put it this way. If you remember old fisherman stories, okay, they went and they caught a fish. Right. The fish, well, the fish was actually like four or five inches, inches long. Three, okay, three all right. Bless you. Three and inches. Became a foot. And then when they went like home to tell men. their their woman or their friends, it became a foot or two feet or three feet. Or... Men men have been telling this fairy fairy tale for a very long time. I just want everyone to be aware. Okay, but my point is is Fish that not necessarily we're always the. Uh... I get it. I get it. But my point is is that it's like everything is when you when you see something. It it's not always what it seems. Like and another another way to put this as as an analogy to it is look at the, what we had like a year ago or two years ago when the horror clown fan that thing came out where everybody thought that the horror clowns were trying to kill you. Oh well, but that was because it coming out. 
No, no, the pro- before that, even before it, it was. It was well. There was a promotional thing that they were doing that that they that to promote the movie. They were sending these horror clowns out and scaring people. Right, but then other people got involved, and then it became like this paranormal phenomena, phenomenon in some sense. Right. And what it was really, it, it kind of hurt the the people that really do this at haunted locations, like for Halloween. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it just gave the horror clowns and these people, these actors that do this a bad name. And, and they started getting a lot of shiznit, you know, because of it. But it's the same idea. I think yeah. when somebody sees something, they go home and they, they take it and make it bigger than what it really was. And I think that's well, what right. happens with most I of mean, these things this way. I mean, that people are seeing. Right. I mean, that's just me scientifically to saying, hey, you know, I've been chasing ghosts for 31 years. And what have I found? You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. It's like, yeah. so, and you yeah, hear yeah, stories yeah. all the time. Okay, well, it had red glowing eyes, and it stared, me, it stared at me, and I couldn't move, and then all of a sudden, I was drained. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. You know? So, I'm just saying that that's how it goes, you know? It's many yeah, black I think, you know, that, that's an important aspect, you know, of this whole phenomenon, which it does have some parallels with the Slender Man that's... Um, you know, very often when people see the men in black or they're threatened by them, they do feel they're kind of in like a matrix kind of dream world where nothing seems real. But, you know, it's almost if they've been drugged or they were coming out from anesthetic, you know, it's like reality had sort of somehow shifted. Um, right. But, um, but, I mean, you can find a lot of things like this, you know, going back to the 50s where the men in black, as I said, the term was first coined by a guy named Albert Bender and um, he lived in Bridgeport Connecticut and he was the first person to use the term man in black And but his man in black had these sort of bright shiny eyes and they they were like a silhouetted version of the movie versions, you know the TV shows with the fedora and the black suit but they look, would look cloudy and silhouetted and uh, as right. I said had these bright shining almost glowing eyes and um, and he Albert Bender dropped out of ufology at the UFO, UFO research very, very quickly and um, and left the subject totally behind because he was just terrified and, um, you know, of, of what he was seeing, which were sort of like these shining-eyed ghouls almost and nothing like, nothing like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, you know. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be like the devil's advocate, you know, or I, I am trying to be like the devil's advocate, but I'm not being like a jerk about this stuff. You know what I mean? I'm trying to give people an idea of what it could be or how things start and so on and so forth, because I'm, I'm the guy that when I go out and investigate stuff, I don't just go with like the first story and I don't go with all this hoodoo, voodoo, uh, supernatural uh things that people take. I mean, like I said, the story is like one little thing all of a sudden the next day. It's huge. I like to find the the tracks that lead me to it. You know what I mean? I'd like to find whatever proof or whatever evidence I can. Uh, talk to more witnesses, you know, the experiments and so on and so forth. That's what I'm more interested in. So when it comes to certain things like Slender Man or um, the Black Eyed Children or the Men in Black, I, I still sit on the skeptic side of it all. And that's because I think people deserve to know what it really may be instead of, you know, hiding in their houses in the closet because they're afraid the Slender Man's going to get them, you know, or the Men in Black. Right. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's actually not a bad approach to take because I always tell people, you know, if you get into these kind of subjects, there, there can be sometimes situations, and I've seen them, where people become very obsessed and, you know, everything that happens in their life that's bad, oh, well, it must have been caused by the men in black, you know, and, and it kind of takes people's minds over. So I always, you know, I always tell people that if you're going to research this, write about it, investigate it, don't let it sort of dominate your life. You know, have a regular normal life as well. You know, go to a go to a, a sports game, go and see a band, you know, take your girlfriend out on a Friday night, but don't just obsess about these phenomena because I think you do that and then the these phenomena then get their grips into you. You know, the more you look into it, it's almost the more they they realize it and then they turn the tables on you. So I I always tell people, you know, that it's important to to level things out, you know, between the negative side of these phenomena and also having a regular, you know, normal life, normal social life, etc. Because um, the more you people sometimes get caught into all of this, like Albert Bender did, um, the more that these phenomena, I think, can manipulate you and. Um, you know, it can turn your life in, into a, like a living hell, really. Yeah, and I think that's the way you have to look at it with most things, especially within the paranormal field. I mean, you can't go in there thinking, oh, my gosh, this is real. You've got to be on the other end of that and go, you know, hey, we've got to do the research. We've got to try to trace this. We've got to find the history. Right. We've got to, you know, and that's what I, it should be. I mean, you just can't take somebody's word for it. I think that that's true. We have to have an open, skeptical, healthy, skeptical mind. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. think that you should go in with with finders on, not believing and trusting anything that yeah. you're given, right? I mean, because there are a lot of people that do that, too. Not only are there the people on the other end that are, like, completely believing and thinking everything is, oh, my God, right? Mm-hmm. But we also have that other end where they're completely skeptical and not going to look at any evidence. So right. we have to be somewhere in the middle where we have healthy skepticism. Right. It's kind of like riding the fence both right. sides. You've got to be able to. <laughs> you, you've got to. You know, you, you. But Heather Palermo says, okay, so how do you feel about the Mothman? Is it real or something we've given form to? But also Eric um, Harrison said, uh, it, and how you guys are explaining this, it explains the Mandela effect. Right. It does. It does. So, but to go to Mothman, that was one of my next questions is, here's another phenomena that people have claimed to see and and then for years it's disappeared and nobody's seen or heard anything of it. And then all of a sudden, boof, it's, it's come alive again. And the, I don't know how many people have studied or tried to find Mothman. I have because it's, it's not near us. You know, I, I tend to work on you. stuff, but... See this and experience this. I mean, there's there's pictures that people have drawn. There's they they have a, a brass or metal statue of it and all that stuff. But it's like it goes back again. It goes back again when you put a belief or a faith into it. I believe that it's there. I believe that it's really there. That mm-hmm. some of that being a psychologist major, you know, psychology major, you, you have to, you know, I do. I have to. you have to believe that. Okay, well, some of this is done by their own mind, their Absolutely. own eyes. It's not done just, you know. It's well, just, it, it, I don't know. I guess I'm just sit here going, 
You know, I want to believe, but at the same time, I want to have it. I want to believe my way, you know, with having yeah. a list in front of me of how I found this, you know. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, Go ahead. Sorry from my perspective, that. you know, I, I do believe that there is a real Mothman phenomenon. Throughout history, you know, you can find reports of similar things, like if you go back to ancient Greek and ancient Roman times, like the harpies and, and gargoyles and things like that. And um, in the UK, there's a similar one to, know, uh, to Mothman known as the Owlman. And um, there was, <coughs> excuse me, um, there was one that was seen in the early 50s in, in Texas, in the city of Houston, that became known as the Houston Batman. And um, so you can find these stories of flying humanoids here, there, and everywhere. But um, I've been to Point Pleasant, which is where the Mothman uh, sightings began in West Virginia in 19, late 1966. And um, I'll actually be speaking there at the Mothman Festival next month in, in Point Pleasant, where it all kicked off. And I do think there's a genuine Mothman phenomenon, but also, you know, I think it's possible in some cases because, like the Men in Black, it's taken on such a huge um, kind of, um, I won't say control, but people, you know, have heard of the, of the Mothman in the same way they've heard of Bigfoot or Men in Black. So I think there could be, you know, a, a, an aspect to this where the human mind might have created some Mothman cases, but I still do believe there was a genuine mysterious phenomenon. And, and now it all culminated in December 67 when the town's um, Silver Bridge, as it was called, collapsed into the Ohio River, killing more than or drowning more than 40 people. And even mm -hmm. within town, you know, people thought that the Mothman was either the cause of the collapse of the bridge and all the deaths or that it was sort of like a warning entity that surfaces when disasters are about to happen, and in its own strange way, it tries to, to, to warn us. Um, so, in other words, you know, this, the, uh, the Mothman, I think, aspects of it could be similar to the Slender Man and the, and the Man in Black, but I think we're also dealing with a genuine supernatural creature, this sort of glowing-eyed, winged um, humanoid character. I I would like to believe in the Mothman. To be honest, I thought it was really cool when I I mean I watched the movie. I haven't done a ton of research on him, but I just know that he comes when every so often, not all the time. But I I'm actually quite intrigued that you brought up the Owl Man, though. Can you tell me uh, what you know about the Owl Man because he's been kind of around yeah. me lately? Oh <laughs> well, well in the UK. Um, th there were a few reports of things like Mothman in the 1950s and 60s, but there were just one or two reports, nothing uh, of any sort of major significance. But in the summer of 1976, in a little village called Mornan in the southwest of England, um, a number of people um, saw this strange creature that was described as having a face that vaguely looked like an owl, and these large wings, but a humanoid body, which, you know, is very similar to um, the Mothman in the United States. And people who saw the, the Owlman at night said it had these bright, shining, almost like self-illuminating red eyes. And, of course, the red eyes were something that were also described in the Mothman case. And 
Throughout the summer of 1976, oh, right now, there were numerous... Right What's up? I said I'm freaking out a little bit. Just want oh. you to know, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't freak out too much. <laughs> but, um, but what happened was, throughout that summer, there were a lot of reports. Um, and since then, there have been probably about another nine, ten, something like that, reports between 76 and the present day. So there hasn't been a gigantic number of reports, but there have been enough to convince people that this phenomenon of the owl man is, is a real creature in some form. Now, most people who've seen it got a sense that it wasn't just an unknown type of large bird. They got this sort of creepy vibe that it was something supernatural. And interestingly enough, most of the places it was seen was like a, like an old graveyards and things like that. So um, it very much is sort of like a, a UK version of the the United States Mothman. So uh, my son-in-law saw it in my living room. <laughs> He's what? He's my son-in-law saw it in the living room. Oh, my living room. Oh. Uh, he, What's something like that? You mean? He, he felt something. What's that? You mean he saw something like that? Yes. He literally wow. saw an, a man. He, he literally saw a man with an owl's head. Like he, hmm. he said it was shaped like a man, but it was an owl's head. And the funny part was, so I had no idea about the owl man. And I kind of tuned into the energy and I picked up a certain vibe. I talked to one of my friends. My friend picked up the same vibe. I talked to another friend. They picked up the same vibe. That vibe that all three of us picked up on was um, alien kind of energy that was with this this owl man. Huh. Wow. And I don't think he's red eyes. I think he saw glowing eyes that reminded him of an owl, and that's why he did it. Okay. He, he thought that. Huh. Now, and the other thing was is that he doesn't think that it was owl energy, or he doesn't think that it was alien energy. He thought it was something else after the fact, like spirit guide energy or something. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, and not only that, in that same week, two days later, I had an owl man that came in for one of my readings for a person. Wow. It was crazy. Well, kind of sounds if that people way. want to learn more about the Owlman, uh, even though there's been a lot of reports, there's only ever been uh, one book ever written on the subject, and, it, and it's called The Owlman and Others, written by a guy, now, a friend of mine named Jonathan Downs. And um, that's the only, it's sort of like the definitive book. You know, it's about 400 pages long. It's a huge book. But um, John, you know, makes a point and, of the parallels between Mothman and Owlman. And in the end, he actually dropped out of doing research into Owlman because he realized every time he started to investigate it, John would have these weird, extensive runs of bad luck, just to the point where every every day, every time he would look into the, Moth, the uh, Owlman issue, you know, it'd be like your worst Monday morning multiplied 10 times over. And he realized that there was a pattern developing, that every time he investigated the Owlman, things would go bad in his life. And 
and eventually he just said I'm done and walked away from it all and this and he wrote his book in 1996 and there was an update in 2005 but since then he was like I'm done you know he, he just couldn't face all this negativity that kept sort of um, falling on him every time he'd look into it. That's, That's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, kind of gives you a whole thought that, you know, if somebody dreams these or sees these, it's it's more of a, bu- a bad luck thing than it is to be, you know, in some ancient cultures, uh, seeing an owl is actually a good thing. And then on the flip side, it's also it also means death, death is coming, and so on and so forth. Well, so there's a lot of different things that you can read within that. So the weird part was is that I actually felt uh, like ancient Egyptian energy. And when I said that to my girlfriend, uh, my bestie in Arizona, she had said, well, you do, re- you do realize that what they saw in ancient Egypt those things were most likely alien. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I guess I didn't realize that either. So, and it, it just goes and back, backed up what I believed about the ancient Egyptian part, but also the alien part right, of it. Right, right. And that's where all that research comes in, though, too. You know, that's where you, right, you right, something right. like that. You start doing your research and you... And you and you see where it, where it is and what it does and and I don't know that's why I work so hard with the the, the ghosting and stuff you know ghost hunting and, and paranormal investigation on our side here in New York it's like I don't like to just say yes that's what it is I'd like to actually do the research and when you start going into the books and the people that the, the scientists and the people that discover you know caves and so on and so forth with all the writing and all the the things that they find especially like you're talking about Egypt I mean there's stuff implanted on on tablets and, and on figurines and all that stuff that have meanings that kind of resonate to the whole thing of alien life as well as, you know, other things. I mean, it's so scary. I mean, I remember there was a someone that showed, um, I think it was a tablet or a side of a wall that looked like an alien ship mm-hmm. that was, you know, right, right, right. built thousands of years ago. Well, right. how did they know about an alien ship back then? Right. You know, so... Cody well, yeah, Gibbons I mean, says here the ancient really opens up your eyes to this stuff. Yeah. Well, go ahead now, Nick. You're good. No, I was just going to say, you know, you can go back throughout history. And, uh, I mean, even if you look at, you know, the ancient um, Egyptian artwork, you know, on, on the pyramids and so on, you see these sort of dog-headed humanoids, you know, which uh, images of gods and so on. But, um, you know, then you have other people who think, well, what if they weren't just legends of God? You know, what if they were describing things that were sort of literally real, you know? Well, we do have to kind of go back. And, and for years, people thought that the dinosaur was just a made-up thing until they started yeah. finding bones, you know? So mm-hmm. and it's one of those things. Right, right, right. I mean, everything is disputed until we have evidence, right? Exactly. That's the and, way it and works. That's, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that we've even discussed about Bigfoot. That's mm-hmm. one of the questions that's come up. Well, why haven't we found any evidence? Right. Why isn't there any DNA, so, a skeleton, right. or and, yeah, hair? And giants, that, yeah. they also have said, oh, well, there was no such thing as giants until we found skeletal remains that showed that there were, there were people that actually were large. Large. Like, right. Nine or eleven feet tall, I think they've proven it. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually a good the, point the about Bigfoot. Yeah. So when it comes to those other phenomena, mm-hmm. until we actually find some real proof, then it's left to the individual to make up their own mind and decide. Well, it real. is. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do, I do believe that the Bigfoot phenomenon is real. But I think because we never catch one, you know, they never get hit by cars. And there's a lot of weird stories about people claiming to have seen a Bigfoot and then it sort of literally vanished in front of them. I mean, I mean, literally vanished, you know, in a blink of an eye. So I do believe there's a Bigfoot phenomenon, but I think it's much weirder than it just being like a North American unknown ape. It, it's something stranger. And, um, you know, some researchers believe these, the Bigfoot creatures are sort of like multidimensional creatures that can flit in and out of our reality. And that, that explains why they seem to have this, aspect of like here one minute and gone the next minute you know and how they're 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 not just elusive they're sort of impossibly elusive now i could understand it if we're talking about something the size of a squirrel you know but we're talking about an eight foot tall creature that looks to weigh about 400 pounds and they've been seen all across the united states and we can't even catch one now the skeptics and the debunkers would say well that's because they don't exist but I think there's enough data on record to say that that's, that's not the reason we're not catching them. The reason we're not catching them is because there's something far more supernatural-based about Bigfoot than there is flesh and blood. And, and I think that goes with anything like that being said. I mean, it goes back to look at your statistics with, with certain things that are being seen. I can see... Ten years and say it's like fifty people. Then you go and you look at Bigfoot's reports and it's twenty thousand. You know where where do you go? Do you say do you still believe that it? Are you sitting on the fence of the skeptic or are you sitting in the fence of the believer? I think that when you get more um, reports of it, it kind of takes you back and says, "Well, wait a minute. You know, there's there's twenty thousand reports of this. There's a hundred thousand reports of this. So something is happening." You know, and then that's why there's so many people out there investing, investigating the phenomena. You know, and that's what they're doing with the dogman, the you know, Bigfoot, the Mothman. I mean, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many more cryptids that don't even get talked about. Right. To be honest. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, the the, the dogman angle you just mentioned. That's that's sort of a classic example. You know, people who have people who haven't heard of the dogman phenom or the dogman phenomenon basically sort of modern-day term for something like a werewolf, where people all across the U.S., but mainly around sort of Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin and Michigan and places like that, Ohio, have claimed to have seen these large wolf-like animals that when they've approached them, they've sort of raised up on their hind legs, you know, and sort of ran away like, like we would. Um, so inevitably, you know, it's created this sort of werewolf-type imagery. And um, again... You know, some people say, well, could they be some, some sort of unknown regular, well, not regular, but a, just an unknown but normal flesh and blood animal? Um, but again, one of the interesting things is that many of these dogman sightings are made around ancient Native American sacred ground and 
some of the um, these mysterious mounds that you can find in like Ohio and uh, and Wisconsin. Um, so again, you know, there's this tie-in with ancient history and ancient culture where where the dogmen seem to turn up more than they would randomly, you know. And I think that's the other thing too is with history, and and this is something that I think people get is that history will give you lead points most times. It'll give you something to say, okay, well maybe I'm onto something here. Okay, I'm not going to tell you it's giving you an- the answers, uh, the full-fledged 100% answers, but it may give you a starting point. It may give you a little bit of a backing, saying, okay, I didn't imagine this. This is in history. It's been seen or it's been recorded before. And it's kind of like the dogman, um, and I'm going to talk about this for a little bit because uh, I myself love the whole theory mm-hmm. of the dogman. Yeah. Um, I'm cool. a big, right. I'm a big werewolf fan, first off. And we also kind had of, chupacabra being brought right, up in, right. in the chat. And, but there's a lot of things within that. Um, you can even go as far back as you know Egypt and look at the jackal. I mean, and there's there's other things that are represented at that way. I mean, that, that's like these these super cats that people are talking about. Well, we already know that in prehistoric time we had the saber tooth tiger. You know, so if that's proof, then. I guess what I'm saying down the line, and it's kind of feel how I feel about Bigfoot too. There's too many sightings. There's too many eyewitness reports. There's too many of this and that to say it doesn't doesn't exist. We have to figure it out. It's like anything else in life. You figure it out, and it may take you 100 years or even 2,000 years. But you have to. If there's enough sightings and enough reports, there's something there. What is it? Let's find the tools and let's get to it. You know, that's that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think that that's the best approach. You know, the the problem is there's so many debunkers and skeptics who won't even address the the image of the, you know, the dogman because it does create that picture of of a werewolf. But, you know, I always tell people the most important people in this field are the are the witnesses, you know, because without the witnesses we've got nothing to go on. And what we do have with the dogman is literally hundreds and hundreds of people who have seen these sort of upright canine wolf-like animals um and as i said there's some sort of you know a clash between those who think they're flesh and blood animals and those who think they're something supernatural or could they kind of straddle both realms you know do they have the ability to sort of um you know operate in our world but also in a domain or a dimension very different to ours as well yeah, and like we're getting it on this side here with some of the people in our our chat rooms, is that you know um, the wolf man was actually um, a, a person that had you know the the there was a disease where they had facial hair that covered their whole body and stuff like that. Yes, that that, that is a fact, but that doesn't explain the other things of people that have seen something like a, a four-legged creature with a wolf head and a man's body or an ape's body or the things that have passed down through history, even in Native American culture and um, Egyptology. You know, in the Egypt civilization, they had stuff. I mean, there was so many things out there. If you research it, um, you can find pretty much anything. And we know that the human body is able to recreate certain things like lycanthropy like with a disease. There's people that believe they're vampires. There's people that believe they're 
aliens. I mean, there's stuff like that. But if you start looking through history for facts, for other stories, for things that kind of point to, oh, well, hey, you know, in, in 20 or 200, you know, B.C., this was seen. And it, 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 to me, you just have to sit down and look at all this stuff and go, okay, well, there's more to this than what science is saying. And I'm a big pusher for science. I want facts. I use the scientific method. I try to. I try to recreate the studies or, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of like the left side of your table has all the stuff that you researched. The right side of the table is all the stuff that you can't explain. You know, So it's like, what do you do with it? Do you just throw it away and say, I'm not a believer? Well, that, I think you're in the wrong field then at that point. I mean, you have to keep researching things. And, and all I keep hearing in my head right now is stop, don't stop beating, beating a dead horse when, when it comes to imagination or fact or things through history because there is something there, and we just don't have the tools to find it. Yeah, and I think that's – I agree with you. I think that's one of the big problems, you know, is, is investigating these things when we're not sure what they are where they're from, the science that allows them to sort of be in our reality and then in some other form of reality, uh, you know, we're still struggling to a great extent. But I think, you know, the more people who come forward and who realize that, you know, we, people like us aren't going to poke fun at them or ridicule them, you know, we just, we're just looking for the answers in the same way they were as witnesses. So, you know, as long as we can keep doing that and, you know, be open-minded and look at all the data, I think eventually, you know, we'll start to see the bigger picture. But, but um, you know, when you've got people out there, sometimes quite influential people, who just won't look at it, you know, their mind's already made up before they've even looked at the data, well, I just don't even see the point of even bothering to interact with them. It's like I just couldn't care less, you know. They can't even be bothered to look at the data and the minds are already made up. Well, for as far as I'm concerned, you know, they can just hit the road, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I get I get it. I, I'm down with you with the whole thing because it, it kind of goes back to when you're growing up. And I know with my parents and my grandparents, they've always said, in every story, there's an ounce of truth. That's what they're saying yeah. on the. That's, oh, that's what, what they're saying. So, so it's how like, they're saying yeah. in here, she said. So believe, but you, you know, have to. Some truth to these I, I'm a firm believer. You have to do the research. You have to look at history. You have to look at things that came before. Knowing the future, it, it, think about it this way: when you make a mistake, in most cases, you don't want to make that mistake again. So what? <laughs> what do you do? You learn from your mistake. Well, so you're one supposed would hope to. You should, you should yeah. Learn. So it would be the same thing when you're researching the phenomena. If you go out there and you look at this research, you just keep pushing. You don't give up. You keep trying to find the answers, and that means somebody else could have, have, have given you a hint, or you know they may have given up, but it doesn't mean you should. I mean, there's just so many ways of looking at this. It's not just one side. It's a bigger picture. And one of the other things that I was raised with is that a lot of people, believe it or not, are very, like, right, see, right in front of them, very narrow-minded. They don't realize that the world is so much wider and they have to open it up to look to both sides as well as the middle, you know. So, 
folks, all I can tell you is that if you believe in these these creatures, then mm-hmm. you know, if you want to know more, you can you know contact you know like Amazon and, and, and anywhere else to catch these books. Barnes and Noble, go to your local library. Yes, people like these authors. Yeah, because yeah, people like Nick create these books because of stories and because of eyewitness reports, and and maybe that would help you um, decide. Well, okay, well maybe there's something to this. Well, Heather says, but how do you decipher the difference between true data and what some people make up for ratings or whatever? I think that is a completely valid question, Heather. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and it doesn't happen. We, don't, we a know lot, this. A lot. More than <clears throat> you would think. Absolutely. Well, from my own experience, I've, I've always, when I'm interviewing people, I always like to do the interviews, you know, like face-to-face. And I think, I mean, obviously, sometimes you're not able to do that, but it's preferable if you can do an interview face-to-face because I've found that the more, you know, interview... I mean, I've been interviewing people on all these subjects for, like, 20 years, and over, you know, over time, you become a good judge of character. And I think, you know, you can tell when a person is sitting next to you or in front of you, and, you know, they have had a legitimate sort of traumatic experience with you know, whether it's a spirit or it's a poltergeist or a Bigfoot or whatever. And I think, you know, you genuinely can see the the fear and the trauma in the person's eyes and, the, you know, in their voice as they're telling the story. Um, so I think, you know, the more of a, of a good judge of character you can be, the better chance you get of determining, you know, the a case that's genuine than one that isn't. And I think most people, you know, of course, you know, in every aspect of the paranormal, you're going to get a hoaxer or a fantasist or whatever. But I think most people are legitimately good, solid people who just have happened to have had a weird experience. And they're just honestly and earnestly looking for an answer to what it was that happened to them. And, um, you know, I think sometimes, particularly the debunkers, you know, they just totally disrespect the, um, you know, the witnesses because they kind of see themselves as, you know, above everybody else. And, oh, you just mistook this for a yeah. whatever, you know. And um, so I think it's important to, you know, interview people when you can personally because that does really give you, you know, it really hits home that these people have, are traumatized in some cases and they just they just want answers, you know. So I try and... Not just collect the you know the interview, but also to to help the person you know and get them out of this condition of terror that they might actually be in you know. Right, and there's, I mean, with paranormal groups and like I, I have a, a police officer that works on my team. It's like he's always suggested that if you guys are really really want to be investigators and stuff, then go out there and, and learn how to read people body language and, and, right. and all that other stuff right, because right, all right. that will do is help your your interviews more. It will give you a better insight in, in, in what these people are telling you. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's right. Hey, Mitch. All right, so we've talked about Slender Man. We kind of bypassed the black-eyed children. Mm. <laughs> i got to get, get something to drink. <clears throat> so... Um, so let's talk about the black-eyed children. I mean, we've heard All some right. things. We have a four minutes. Uh, and can you? What do, what do you? What's your perspective? What's something that you've learned about them? 
Well, I mean, that's sort of one of the more creepy aspects of the paranormal field of the last sort of two decades. And um, the whole thing of the black-eyed children, for people who don't know, the, the black-eyed children are these creepy-looking kids, very pale skin, who often knock on people's doors late at night and try to find a way to be invited into the home. They say they're lost. Um, can we come and use the phone? Or we're homeless. Can we come in and have some food, etc., etc.? Now, people, you know, if you get a knock on the door at like 10 o'clock at night, you think, who on earth is that? Um, most people probably wouldn't open the door if they saw two sort of pale-faced kids, you know, in black hoodies staring through back at you for the, through the spy hole but people do let them in they are they feel compelled and almost hypnotized to let them in um even though that when they see them they see that these kids have got these solid black eyes uh, hence the term black-eyed children now the first reported case was reported by a guy named brian bethel who was and still is a journalist in texas in north texas and he had an experience, and he put the story on the Internet, and then other people came forward with their own accounts. But when you speak to the witnesses and you look at the cases, there are a lot of interesting parallels with ancient vampire legends. For example, there is not a single case where the black-eyed children forced their way into the homes. They always asked to be invited in, and that issue of the invitation ties in with the old legends of vampires where they cannot pass exactly. the threshold, if you like, until you invite them in. And right. there have been a number of cases as well where when the black-eyed children have been in the person's home, sort of staring at the person who is now in this sort of hypnotized state, um, they've started to feel weak and ill as if they were being drained of energy, like I mentioned with the Slender Man earlier. So that kind of ties in a little bit with the legends of vampires. You know, in the old stories, the vampires would drain people of blood. The black-eyed children seem to drain people of energy. So I sometimes wonder if these stories of things like the Men in Black and the Slender Man and the black-eyed children, if they were actually centuries-old stories of some of the things we're talking about today, but they were sort of distorted into sort of literal blood-drinking vampires rather than something like a, right. like a psychic vampire. So, but the black-eyed children is a very weird and strange phenomenon. As I said, they're very pale, skinny. Usually they look between about 10 and 14, and there's usually a boy and a girl. As I said, they, they try and find a way into the house, every way they can find in to get in. But they try and convince the person to make the invitation. They, 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 in one famous case, the, the boy kind of got frustrated and said, you have to invite us. We cannot come in if you don't invite us. And, of course, the man was terrified because the kids had just got these huge, black, solid black eyes. You know, the entire eye is black. Um, but, again, most of those cases occur where the witness is in sort of an altered state, where it seems like they've been mind-controlled to try and get the person to open the door and invite them in. Um, and again, it's like a dream-like state. And, they, and people open the door and, and invite them in, which in a normal state of mind you would not do. So that's, that's one of the more weirder right. um, phenomena of the last few years. Well, this is what I have to say. If there is any children coming to your house after dark, tell them to go find their parents and leave. Do not invite them in, everybody. 
But the other yeah, thing is, right. is my thought process is always in regard to protection. I really firmly believe that they won't even come to your house if there's some kind of protection around your house or in your house. I say get some sea salt and put it in your front door. Put it right across, uh, not just your front door, each doorway to your house. Put some sea salt. Put it across your doorway. Salt is very protective. This is something we know. Um, put it in your windowsills. Um, just do that. I firmly believe that you're not going to get these kind of things coming to your house if they see protection is there anyway. And, you know, the other thing is, and, and, and it's not just inviting in the house because there are cases of the black-eyed children being invited. Like they, they see them on the side of the road and they ask to be, can you give us a ride? So Salt to your invite doors, them in the car. car. And, Salt your car. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just another one of those, those phenomena that people see and you're kind of like, you know, here and you're like, well, what am I supposed to believe? Are there really this, you know, this many type of creatures or monsters or scary things out there? Because think about the real world with people that know nothing about it and they have kids or, and it's, I, I, I honestly believe some people would freak out if they really read into this or heard into this stuff, you know, I heard it. I mean, I really do think they would. You have well, to yeah, I mean, a lot of people about, get you know, into it. A lot of people get into this subject, you know, thinking it's all going to be fun and excitement, which it can be a lot of the time. But then there is this darker side where, you know, some of these phenomena then get their grips on the investigators. And, you know, the, the investigator becomes as much of, of a victim as as the witness themselves, you know. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I always people say, how do you get into this field and what would you recommend? I always tell people, you know, yeah, you can, you know, you can learn some fascinating stories and meet some amazing people, but also be aware, you know, that there's also the hazards of of you, uh, you know, crossing paths with these entities as well, and how do you deal with them, and how do you keep them at bay? So, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of things to think about, you know, if you're going to get involved in the paranormal. And just inviting strange people in your house or your car that you don't know, I mean, there's other reasons yeah. not to do it, you know, I mean... It, just think about the basic thing, you know, of staying safe for yourself because there's a lot of freaky people out there and, you know, or people that are bad. I mean, you don't want to invite somebody in your house or your car that you don't know. And and like Eric Harrison said, is if you come across anything with black eyes, just say no. So, you know, <laughs> say no, get away. You know, just, you, know, you know, it's one of those things. But, Nick, I really want to, before we have to, to go here pretty soon, I'd, I'd like you to give us, like, a website or some way for people to contact you or get a hold of your books, um, yeah, sure. some of the main outlets. Okay. Yeah, well, I've, um, if you just type my name, Nick Redford, into Google, the first link is my uh, blog, which is called World of Whatever. And there's a contact link there, which will take you direct to my Facebook page. And uh, if people want to chat and or want some advice or you know any opinions on something they might have seen or if they just want to you know share data and you know if i can help them answer what it was they saw you know i'm always happy to chat with people and take time to you know answer their questions and if you know if i'm if i can help i always will so uh so people can find me at facebook or through the through the world of whatever blog or at um at um at twitter at nick redfern ufo and um, as I said, the new book I've got out right now called The Black Diary 
is all about my research in the last three or four years into the men in black, the women in black, black-eyed children and, and associated phenomena. Now, now, do you are there any events or book signings or anything like that? Do you would like to to mention? Yeah, um, well, on the uh, second weekend of September, I'll be speaking on all on all these subjects actually at the um, Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and then the following weekend, I'll be speaking uh, speaking at the uh, Michigan um, UFO Congress. Um, and then in October, I'll be speaking at the Texas Bigfoot Conference. Uh, that's the second weekend in, in October. So I've got a few uh, events coming along, and um, people come along, you know, want to say hello, share a story. You know, I'm always going to be around. I'm not sort of one of these, um, you know, people who standoffish types. You know, I like to sort of hang out with everybody and have a good time as well as, you know, share experiences or whatever. So. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. We've met a lot of people like that this weekend in Gettysburg. Yeah, Gettysburg. I would love to be able to go to that Mothman. Yeah, the Mothman it's Festival. It's awesome, but we're going to be in Scarefest. Yeah, we're going to be in Scarefest around oh, that is, time. Is that supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, actually it's a week apart, I think, but we're talking Kentucky, and he's. Uh, you said the oh, Mothman yeah. Festival is where? That's um, West Point Virginia. West Virginia. You know, if it's that weekend, we can always just swing by on the way. Swing by. Not too far. No, yeah. I don't think it is either for some reason. I think we're closer to him when we were in Gettysburg, though, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. We were very close. But that's that's a wild conference. Oh, it's my actually neck. not really a con- uh, conference. It's an outdoors event, and typically they get like ten thousand people a year turn up on that weekend. It's huge. Yeah. Um, wow. I um I have uh Heather asking if they're available on Amazon Kindle. If yes, the books are available books, on Amazon. Pretty much Kindle. all my books are available on Kindle and um and they're also available on, on paperback and a few in hardback as well. That's very But they're cool. definitely all in Kindle, yeah. But we're gonna have to get a get a hold of one and get it here. You know, and so yeah. we can put it on our shelf and all that because we we actually don't own any. I actually got your information from uh, Cookie Stringfellow and um, Keith oh, yeah. Spratley. I wrote a book with Keith, and oh yeah, I met uh, Keith he's the one on occasion. Yeah, yeah, Keith well, is an I awesome guy. Say, I can get the publishers to send you copies, so that's not a problem. Oh, awesome! Thank you. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's no problem. That would be great. I'd love to read some of that stuff. So, um, a couple other things I want to mention, though, is um, we we love the crypt the cryptid stuff. We like yeah, the, we do. I do. You know, we like that whole phenomenon of creatures and so on and so forth. So maybe sometime in the future, Nick, would you be willing to come back? Oh yeah, just just fire me a message and let me know what dates you got, and yeah, we can fix it up. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 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 We, we, 
definitely would love to have you back. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so, this is so interesting. I mean, we covered so many different things. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, John and is always saying it's it. like John's always saying it's like, can we do something other than Bigfoot? <laughs> you yeah, know, so. and he, I think yeah. this is one of the better ones where we're talking yeah, about. And, and other I, things. the only thing that makes me mad is that we had the the video problem while yeah. it was happening. But yeah, but they will always be able to find it if it's not on Blog Talk or on video with with Periscope or the. Or Facebook, they can always go to Blog Talk and get it. It's on iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, iTunes, uh, FM Player, Spreaker. I mean, it's on all these other outlets that they can always go to to get it. And um, if you miss this episode, go back and listen to it as much as you can because it's just Nick is an awesome guy. I, I love talking to him, to be yeah, honest. He's cool. I wish we had more time. Um, and that's why I said I'd like to have him back so that we can I think that'd be great. do a little more discussion on this because I'm sure there's more than just black-eyed children. And, and all. every time I say that, I think of the black-eyed peas. But, <laughs> but you know, it, you know, you I, know what, I don't know why, but I do. But I would like to talk about things, you know. You know, once once I did a radio show and I, and I actually said black-eyed peas instead of black-eyed children. <laughs> 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 and you know what's funny, Nick, is you actually got a really calm show from us because oh my gosh, yeah. we're so exhausted from being from Gettysburg for the Battlefield uh, yeah. Bash. And I didn't want to talk too much because my throat, my my vocal my cords, muscles, are, my throat hurts so bad. Right, we spent three days this there. And listen, this sexy voice that you're hearing right now is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> So we have lots of people. Uh, Heather, uh, thank you. This was awesome. Cody. Cody, thank you, Mr. Nick Redford. Yeah, so so a lot of people really – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, I always, always, you know, I like to get feedback and, you know, what people think about it all. And um, like I said, anybody wants to contact me, just, you know, fire me a Facebook message. And um, like I said, I'm always happy to help or chat or whatever, so. That's awesome. You sound so down to earth and yeah, so yeah, yeah. open to that. And I, I think the fans really love stuff like that. And well, uh, yeah. it's That's just great. I don't really have much time for some of the people in the ego-driven people in this field who, you know, they they do a lecture. They'll, they'll have 10 minutes for signing a book, and then they're gone. You know what I mean? It's like, well, the way I look at it right. is, you know, let's, yeah, I'll sign your books for you, and then you know, let's go and have a beer at the bar or whatever. You know what I mean? And um, and hang out. I was just of thinking. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Let's go have a pint while we're waiting. You know, let's you know, exactly. you know, let's go let's go chat a little. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I yeah. 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 Charlene Craft. Um, she's one of our local witches here, and she said thank you so much. She enjoyed it as well. So. Um, everybody is just really happy that came on the show this 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 episode episode. yeah it's great well Nick thank you so much for joining us one more time and and we will definitely get a hold of you to bring you back we appreciate you being here with us I want to make a little shout out here to um, uh, Digger Dog on Blog Talk Radio he's sitting here with me actually in the the chat room Uh, thank you Digger Dog for joining us I don't know your real name but Digger Dog works for me that's cool and I hope you come back and join some other episodes with us. Guys, don't forget that we do have other outlets for you. Blog Talk Radio, um, Paratalk Radio 2, you can get on there and you can you can chat with me as well. 
um, if you ever get sick of chatting with Cindy. And <laughs> I'm, Wait, just, I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. So, um, but you can always chat with her on Facebook Live because I'm over here, you know, on this side. Right, because he's so far away. <laughs> I just had a song. So far. I can't sing right now. Sorry, guys. But um, thank you again, Nick. And, and definitely I will send you a message. Yeah, and if you really would like to you know, talk to the publisher and send a couple books. We'll give you an address, and uh, we'd love to have yeah, them. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank that was you. Nick Redford. Thank you so much for joining us again. I want to thank T- Keith for for getting me in contact with him. I th- Keith, I, we owe you one, buddy. We yeah, really do. we really enjoyed so, you. Nick, you have a great night, and thank you again. Don't forget, guys, you, too, guys. you can get his Thank you. You can get his stuff mm-hmm. on Amazon. Um, yeah. Add that on Kindle and so on and so yeah. forth, and he does have some Kindle. events, so make sure that you check him out online. Google his name, and you should be able to find all of this stuff okay. there. I do need to show everybody this really quickly, because um, I told I told um, Robert that I would show him my Labradorite, so you could I could have seen some of it at, at maybe a little bit of it on the table, but this is awesome. I wanted to show Robert my awesome piece of Labradorite. Now, we got to get to this Fort Mifflin package, and yes, I'm going to tell do. you one more time what it is. Um, the package from its Haunted Fort Mifflin Ghostly Gift Package. Uh, visit Haunted Fort Mifflin during your, our October programs. It says where the veil is between the living and the dead is the thinnest. Uh, what you get in this little kit is a one Fort, one Fort Mifflin mug, one Fort Mifflin magnet, one Fort Mifflin label pin. Lapel. Lapel pin. Oh, lapel. Sorry. It goes right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two Fort wow. Mifflin flags. <laughs> they got maggots earlier, too, so they're getting all of it. So, uh, <laughs> four t- no four maggots. T- <laughs> Let's reiterate. Right. No four maggots. tickets to the Candlelight Ghost Tours, which is amazing down there. And then the four tickets to a Mud Island Halloween um, gathering event. So um, at a value of $200. So you guys really, um, uh, you guys want to win? We got to hear some stuff here. Do you, do you, do you want to live? live? Do you want to live? <laughs> this is where the madness is coming now. We're going to, come. as you, you get win? your gift, we're going to <laughs> knock you off. Oh, my no, God. So Eric Uh-oh. Harrison said, never get tired of you, Cindy. Yeah, Aww. I liked it for you. I put Thank a big heart you. on it for you. So, because... Because we, ah, uh, sure. If you'd like to do that, we're do gonna that? we're gonna run a little quick thing here, real quick, and then we'll be right back to do this little raffle or this little. What, what are we gonna do? Gift. I, I, that's why I figured we'd talk while he ran his little got commercial it. here, real got quick. It, we'll it, be right it, back it, with you guys. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Paratalk Radio is solely funded by donations, sponsors, and benefactors. If you would like to contribute to keep Paratalk Radio and Paratalk Radio on the road broadcasting, road. please visit our website at paratalkradio.com. And click on the GoFundMe link. Thank win. you to the following contributors. Dave Batista. Trent Nielsen. Sheila Oslander. Rebecca Bruno. Chanel Fletcher. T.B. Keller. J.C. Fry. Steve Barry. Doug Olson. Noah Almakinder. And Charlene and Matthew Kraft. And Terry Febri, a.k.a. Phoebe. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. But don't forget, wherever there is darkness, there's always delight. No Ooh. <laughs> that was, oh my god, so Wendy Pierce, you freaking cracked me up so much. I wanna live. She totally you got it, man. 
That's, you that's got cool. It. That's cool. So uh, what we've decided is, is that we're going to have you guys call in. So you guys are going to have to get your phone number dialing finger ready. Three, two, no, but we three. have to we have to decide which like, like what caller are we taking I will. here. So let me give them the number three two three six four two one one zero two. I'll even write it here. Three two three. Hey Sid, how are you? Three two three. Six four two. One one zero two. When we say go is when you can start don't, calling. Not don't. yet. Not start yet. because yet because I know there's a little delay, so we're gonna wait till the delay. We're gonna wait five seconds maybe. Yeah. Um, and then so we want you to call in. What number are we? We we should with? actually just get like a pail with like ten numbers, and then that's how we do it. We should start doing it that way. So we just draw the number out, so we never really know. You okay. know that would be a good idea. That'll we'll do. Awesome. We'll get that for the next couple ones. But all right. All right. What so we need to pick number? a number. Um, does anybody, let's do it this way. Does anybody have a number in their head between one of the three of us? Like Invisible John, do you have num- a number in your head? I got a number in my head. Okay, I hold on. Do you have a number? What does it have to be? And between? I have a number two. Between number one and, how do we do it? One and. One and six. What? Really? Just one and six? Do you want to go? Don't you just, think so? Just one and six. Yeah, I was going to say, let's do like one. Let's do like, let's do like one and like one and one and, one and ten. Let's There's do one and only ten. ten people on right now. Perfect. One and ten. Okay. Okay. And so. So, John, you tell me when you have a number. Yeah, I got it. We already got it. I okay. got it. Cause I, all right, so. His number was like 259. <laughs> My right, number so was. I'm not going to be so here that long. I'm sorry, 3.14159. Okay, everybody write oh, their number down on this pad that they had. That would be pi. Write their number down. Let's see if any of them match. If any of them match, then that's the number we're using. We don't. <laughs> we don't? Any of them that close? That was my number. I used my own number, so bite me. All right. So what I can do, give me my pen. We're going to do a little numerology I here. Live. <laughs> you got dollar cost average those? Because if so, Cindy wins. No, I just did a little numerology. It comes down to one single number. Of course it does come to that number. That's the number that was in my head to begin with. But All right. Are you guys ready? It is. Five and three quarters. <laughs> No, it's nine and three quarters, like the, the um, Harry Potter <laughs> platform. No. So the number is, come on, Cindy, give them the number. The number is nine. Caller number nine. Caller number nine. nine. So ready, set, go. Go. <laughs> Compensating for the delay. I want to live, too. <laughs> you all can live. We'll let you live today. We'll all let you live today. Off with their heads. Uh-huh. So so what you guys don't know, for the people that weren't on last night with me, uh we were we were playing a, a game and the game that we were playing had to do with um A through Z. We were choosing um the group, person in the group, artist, musician, whatever. Um and I was I needed to know who sang I want to live. Or right? Hmm. Is that what I think called? that was, yeah, something like that. And so I was singing the song. <laughs> oh, no, it's called What About Me. That's yeah, what, what About called. Me. What About Me, but it says, I want to live. Did you know that song? No. What about no. me? No, I don't know it. <laughs> okay, we're looking for callers yeah. here. Let's go, folks. Nobody wants it, but we will freaking take it then. 
again, and Nobody's we will calling. divvy it up between us. Nobody's calling. Nine people. Caller number nine. Three oh, two three. There's one. Oh, there's one. Six, four two one there's one zero two. Am I caller number nine? No, no, call back. You're you're calling number one. Call, call number back. One. So keep, keep going. Back. Keep call back. Call back. Oh, oh. damn it. <laughs> okay, so wait. You can just basically right now just keep calling back. Just keep calling back. Just keep calling back. Keep calling back. Wendy's like, I don't have have a phone. Damn. I'd call, but I won't be able to go. Oh, never. You could give it to somebody if you really wanted to, honey. (laughs) Me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) John's calling. Oh, I'm not. (laughs) Avon lady calling. Avon calling. Not Avon. That's the place. Avon. Okay, Avon. I'm sorry. Call back. He People left are waiting it. and what did don't he leave? want to be the person. I would love to, but I have a lot of stuff going on in October. Eric, what? Really? Really? I do, but I don't. Oh, we're back up to phone. ten. Come on, peeps. Call in, people. People are people, so why, why should it be? be? You and I should get along. So all you know, we're, we're not waiting till like. Midnight till somebody calls. So well, come on here. We'll if just, it takes that long. Number down. And well, we can. Do you want to just. London calling. That's right, Eric. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't, I can't we go either. Okay, we, we, this would be a great spot to put your uh, paranormal news. But yeah, I, I'm sorry. We've been so busy. I don't have any. Yeah, we have nothing news. for this. that whole Bigfoot. Family walking through the freaking. We did that, we did that already. Week, oh, you did, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you were out there. I was watching on video out in the van just a little while ago, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. The... Oh, we got a caller. Hello, you called Paratalk Radio. Hello. What number am I? Uh, um. Yes, Cody, keep calling. Yeah. Uh, caller number two. You're calling number two. Try again. Try, Try again. again. Just keep calling. Yes, Cody. <laughs> Cody's like, if I keep calling, do I get it? <laughs> yeah, he said that. I can go, and I would take both of you. Oh, Wendy. We love you, Wendy. Well, you would have to take John, too. But yeah. not well, so there you go. There's four of us, then. If, he, if she takes John, there's, there's four. four. We have four if she has a significant other in her life, she might want to take them. Mm. Well, Can't get screwed. any more fun with the three of us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're screwed. <laughs> Seriously, I was called, too. Oh, keep going, Heather. <laughs> oh, Heather really called? Heather, there was Heather. Oh, my God. I didn't even know it was Heather. All right, well, let's just go to five or something. So, I mean, this is nine. You can keep you can take calls. I'll run your book promo. My that's, number that's was true. four. My number was four. Oh, we got a caller. Caller? It's a local call. Hello? Hi, which number Paratalk? am I now? <laughs> <It's> Cody. <laughs> that's Cody. 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 Yeah. We're, 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 number three. Number three? Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
no, 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 no. We're we're done. We're, we're done. I mean, done. We, we, you, you guys it. are taking too long Cody, to call. Cody, you win. Cody, you win. Oh, he hung up. Oh. No, Cody. Cody, you won. Hello. Stop punishing Talk Cody. Radio. Just give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Heather. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we, we we won't punish Cody more. We yeah, won't. We'll, we'll, we'll... Yeah. Cody, call Thanks. back. We want you to call back, Cody, or I'll call you back. But come on, call back. Yeah, call back, Cody. My friend Mitch Bye. even said three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. I got your number, Cody. You better call. He said, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Bum, 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 bum. Call back in, Cody. Hello, hello, hello. Cody, call back in. Do it, do it. Well, I can I see the thing is, is I'll see Cody. Cody is who I play Pokemon with, so I can, can see him. Can play those noises that we make? Because you put it in there, didn't you? What, what noises? Her... Do, do, do. Which no, one? we didn't. Hi, Heather. Phone. And Inkis, oh, if you are watching. We can't play it live. Too. Damn. No, and they're too weird. And they're, too, too weird? weird. they're too weird. No, we were going to try and play the noises. Oh, we didn't get these. Cody! Hi. Cody! Hi, how are you? <laughs> Cody, aren't you so happy? Aren't you so happy yes, that you tuned in tonight? I am. I'm very happy. Oh, my God, you're so happy. So lucky, dude. <laughs> no, see now, right? Often. That's yeah. what, what's know. that? Well, he was liking this episode. I you You're were gonna... liking this episode, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, we were just saying you need I'm to call glad, in more uh, often. Yeah, call I'm in glad or hang Nick, out. Uh, Nick Redfern was on there. Yeah, me too. I thought it was a yeah, good he one. Yeah, was great. Party. I'm glad you tuned. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, we're going to I... have a great show next week, too. Oh, are you? So, Cody, I'm coming back. Yeah, we're going to have the Archbishop, James Cloud, on. He's going to talk about exorcisms next yes, week. Yes, that's oh, so cool. Sweet. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, so, Cody, I'll bring this to you, okay? Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm going to take your phone number down, and then I'll just – well, I could do it on the – other, she's she's going to start stalking Pokemon. you. That's what she's really going to do. So she's going to take down your number. Oh, you play Pokemon together. That's what it is. I got to tell you, Cody, I got a friend of mine. I was talking about the weekend, and I said, well, Cindy was running around. We were in the car or in the van going around, and we are doing all this Pokemon stuff in, in Gettysburg. And he's like, you know what that really means? I'm like, no, what? Poke him in the front, poke him in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> I have some sick friends. I mean, it, but look who I, my co-host yeah. is. So, you know, I, I, you know. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Yay, I'm glad I tuned in. Thank you guys so much. This is, awesome. this is so awesome. So make sure you share and like everything all the time that you pop on because we, we appreciate it. You know, we'd like to get you more involved and get our show out to your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh my God, Heather says the power of 
compels you. That's awesome. So, yeah, guys, next week, believe it or not, we have Mr. James Cloud. He's the Archbishop, and he, we're going to talk about exorcisms and the things that happen paranormally in um, houses that he come to. He goes comes to. Jesus, my words are gone today. I just got to go to bed and 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 duct tape my mouth shut. You know, <laughs> so nobody better show up through my window and try to rape me in my sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um but yeah so next week's show would be awesome and guys we're going to be going to uh scarefest in just a few weeks yeah even three weeks four weeks yeah so what that means is um yeah i got pea shivers yeah (laughs) okay you guys don't forget make sure you go to Mm paratalkradio.com and look at all the pages out there you can see the archive shows you can also go to Paratalk Radio on YouTube. Check out all the past shows there as well. We got some really good ones on Bigfoot and Dogman on, on the YouTube ones, and um, some of the great guests that we've had. So please go to ParatalkRadio.com. Also on the front page, there's a big little blue and orange sign that says GoFundMe. Please help us keep Paratalk Radio on the air. We guys, we we need you, and um, unfortunately, that's what it's come down to. So we get, we need you guys to help us sponsor, um, donate. We are looking for for business as well. Maybe give us a hand. So just you know, do what you can. Absolutely, we appreciate it. We will advertise for the companies that sponsor us. Yeah, we can put it at. We can advertise it in so many different ways. I mean, we were talking about it today that we have a white truck that says Paratalk Radio on the side, and we can actually put their logos on the vehicles, the back of the T-shirts. We can do something here on the the banners and so on and so forth. So. We are willing to to do what we can we to help promote. We are willing to help pour ourselves out. <laughs> Is that Jennifer? That's Jennifer Rose. Jennifer she Rose. Put the Blues Brothers Blues on her. Brothers and she made it black oh, that's and awesome. white. That is cool as hell, Jennifer. Rose, You're the bomb. You rock. Um, Cody, you got to keep Cindy in line with this whole Pokemon thing. I mean, uh, she she had me going like in so many different directions. She's like, isn't this cool? Isn't this cool? Watch, I do this. And she twirls this ball and these things come up. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I should win. And like, what were you going to do? You were going to take over this? I was going to take over the gym. But the, the, cool gym. Thing, the cool thing is, is I decided not to take over the gym at that moment because they had only been in there for a um, less well, she was being, like, really sweet. I was, and like, I was like, no, I'm not going to. I want them to get their coins and their money. See, so I didn't not. do it. So then we come back from going out to eat. And I'm like, holy shit, Ted. Somebody already took over the gym, and then they didn't put their Pokemon in there. Yeah, so she did. So I put my Pokemon in there, and it became a Valor Yeah, gym. but see, <laughs> she plays like that, and I'm just like, she's like, oh, we got to let, they just got in there. They got to collect their coins. And I'm like, I'm an aggressive player when it comes to war machines. So it's like, Screw you! I'm blowing your ass up. You, you know, right. you, you know, stuff like that. So, and speaking of Dave Batista, Dave Batista, yeah, Dave. awesome, awesome dude. We love you. And I, and I'm not gonna say oh, just hashtag, Dave. Hashtag, hashtag, no, 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 no. Head pink hot pants. Oh my God, we gotta figure <laughs> that out yet. And, and, and I still want to say, you know, uh, Twister Fister, I miss you. Um, Captain Spalding, I miss you, dude. There's so many of you guys from the Aristocrats that. That we just miss you, and you know, I just wish I, I could spend more time with you killing other tanks. Kill those, kill those Emma first. Tank killer. I'm a tank killer. Cody, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. I'm glad you won. And guess She's what, guys? Bring it to you. We're out. Yes, we're. 
on the way. We're going home and going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) We love you guys. Thank Thank you, you, Cody, for calling in. All right, you. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Um, We're going to do two commercials for you real quick. We're going to do our ender. Um, Actually, before you do the ender, before we say that, run the one for... For what? Paratalk Radio is funded by that one. The one Please. we just ran a few minutes ago? Yeah, let's run that one again, then do our ending and Paratalk get out of here. Paratalk Radio is solely funded by donations, sponsors, and benefactors. If you would like to contribute to keep Paratalk Radio and Paratalk Radio on the road broadcasting, please visit our website at paratalkradio.com and click on the GoFundMe link. Thank you to the following contributors, Dave Batista, Frank Nielsen, Sheila Oslander, Rebecca Bruno, Chanel Fletcher, T.B. Keller, J.C. Fry, Steve Barry, Doug Olson, Noah Elmos Kinder, and Charlene and Matthew Kraft, and Carrie Febri, a.k.a. Feeb. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. We appreciate it, but don't forget, wherever there is darkness, there's always light. All right, guys, thank you so much. And like that just said, wherever there is darkness, there's always light. You've been listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday when we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to our guests, our sponsors, and Jay Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, and remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always delight. ParatalkRadio.com TV just shut off on time. On That's bizarre. Again? It shut off on its own, yeah. It's done stuff like that before, remember? Yeah, I well, wasn't really paying attention. Oh, God, I got to keep going. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, I'll do one. <laughs> not that you had to pee until you're running and you're not going to sleep. You didn't see what I did. Oh, I can't. Yeah, your recordings are all different. Uh, so there's an app, I guess, that I can get for this other iPad that would allow me to put all of our little sound effects, everything, hundreds, hundreds of them. And I can put them in, and it gives me little touch pads with, I could color code, and I could put the names of it, or I could put little pictures in it, whatever, and I can just touch it, and 